interrupt regular programming for the following presentation of high school sports. Now, it's time for the Cromwell Radio Football Friday's pregame show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the final week of the high school football regular season. Some teams know that they have at least one more game after this week. Some know that a win tonight will help them get to the playoffs. And some teams know that tonight is their final game that they may ever play organized football. Because of that, every team has something to play for tonight. I'm Eric Fry, and I will be joined by Elaine Blakem, Travis Sparks, and Todd Stapleton for the Cromwell Media Group pregame show. And let's not waste any time and get this final week of the season started. And for that, we go to Lane Blickham and a look to the north. Thank you, Eric. We'll start with the Charleston Trojans, who clinched their first playoff spot since 2012 with last week's win at Taylorville. And they did it emphatically. 55-7 to was the final. The Trojans took the opening kickoff and marched right down the field capped off by this touchdown play. Bonstetter under center. Drop back to pass. Fires it out to King. King makes some tacklers miss. King into the end zone. A 15-yard touchdown pass from Bonstetter to King and Charleston jumps out on front. That is touchdown pass number six for Luke Bonstetter. Touchdown reception number five for Langdon King. He caught that ball, hit the turbo button, and found Peter Charleston up 6 nothing. Charleston continued to pour it on from there, winning a 55-7 decision getting them to 6-2 and two and into the playoffs. The Taylorville Tornadoes fell to 4-4 four and four on the season, putting them in a must-win scenario tonight when they face Civic Memorial, which is 2-6 and six on the season. You start looking at potential landing spots for the Trojans in the playoffs. If they can win tonight against Salem, and they would get to 7-2. and two. Half an hour post, You could have to travel at 7-2. and two. With the results from last week around the Apollo, Effingham and Mount Zion both in play now for possible first-round opponents for Charleston as well. It's always fun to look at that and try to guess where things might land. Charleston faces Salem tonight. You can hear the game on Victory 103.9, myradiolink.com. And they'll face a 4-4 four and four team tonight in the Marion Wildcats. A strange season for Marion. They started 4-0. and oh. Now they've lost four straight to put themselves right on the bubble. So Marion needs the win tonight at Mattoon. We'll see what happens at Gaines Field. Marion at Mattoon on 101.3 LMCI. Online at MyRadioLink.com and with the free MyRadioLink mobile app. The Lincoln Prairie Conference Championship will be determined tonight when Arthur Lovington at Wood Hammond hosts Sullivan Okaw Valley. It's unusual to be 8-0 and have not yet clinched your conference championship. But in a closed conference like the LPC is this year, neither team has lost, so the conference title up for grabs this evening in Arthur. The Lakeland College radio station, 89.9 WLKL, has coverage of that game. Don't mind giving them a shout-out. I'm a Lakeland alum. You can hear that game on the Lakeland station, 89.9 WLKL. Around the Lincoln Prairie Conference tonight, the Tri-County Titans take on the Villa Grove Blue Devils. Tri-County is 0-8, and, 
They've had their struggles with Villa Grove over the years. In fact, this is one opponent they haven't beaten for, I believe, the longest time. It's been uh, quite a dry spell for the Titans against the Blue Devils. Villa Grove is 5-3, and three, so they would love a win to clinch an outright playoff spot tonight in that game. You can hear that one on Classic Rock, 92 on the Axe, online at MyRadioLink.com, and the free MyRadioLink mobile app. Cumberland tries to clinch a playoff spot. Eric will have more details about that when they take on 4-4. Four and four, Argena Oriana, the Bombers, need a win to become playoff eligible. Arcola will try and finish out the season with a win. They're 3-5. and five. They take on Saragordo Biment at 1-7. and seven. The Central Illinois Conference season has concluded. Non-conference games for all of the teams this week. Shelbyville went 5-0. and Clinton finished second at 4-1 and after the Rams beat the Maroons last week in that big showdown. Tuscola went 3-2 and in the conference. Warrensburg Latham 2-3. and Central A&M 1-4. And, and Meridian went 0-5. This week's slate of games, intriguing one between unbeaten Shelbyville. They will be at 5-3 and Nashville. Meanwhile, Central A&M at 3-5. and will match up with Illini West, which is 4-4, four and four, so they need a win to become playoff eligible. Chester at 4-4 four and four needs a win. They will host Warrensburg-Latham at 3-5. and five. Clinton is 5-3. and three. They would love to clinch a playoff spot if they can win tonight on the road in Pontiac, which is 2-6. and six. Tuscola is 4-4, four and four, so they need a win also to get to five wins. They are hosting 0-8 Oblong this evening. Meridian and Fisher play in a non-conference game tomorrow. Always fun to see how the chips fall heading into week nine. And then, of course, the playoff show tomorrow night. I'm Lane Blickham for the Cromwell Media pregame show. Thanks for that update, Lane. You mentioned the Lincoln Prairie Conference. Well, now let's take a look at another one of those Lincoln Prairie Conference teams, the Cumberland Pirates. Cumberland's coming off a 22-12 loss to Nokomis last Friday night in a game that may have damaged the Pirates' playoff chances. Cumberland's offense was stifled by Nokomis as the Nokomis shut down the rushing attack of the Pirates. Cumberland was able to get the passing game going, but it just wasn't enough as Cumberland, with the loss, falls to 5-3 and three on the season. The Pirates now have a tough Week 9 matchup against 4-4 four and four Argenta. And we know the Pirates have five wins and are playoff eligible, but do they have the points? That is the question. Cumberland can take that question out of play with a win tonight. But this is an improved Argenta team that ended a two-plus-year losing streak this season and is trying to make it back to the postseason for the first time since the 2019 season. Argenta knows they need a win tonight to even have a chance at being playoff eligible. They're coming off a big 6-2-0 win against Saragordo last Saturday night. The Bombers' offense has started putting it together as they have scored 25 or more points in each of their last four games, going 3-1 and one in those games. The Pirates' offense, meanwhile, has gone the opposite direction as the Pirates have scored 25 or more points in just two of their last six games. Can the Pirate defense step up to prevent this becoming a shootout? Or will the Pirate offense show up to play tonight and get the win on homecoming nonetheless with their playoff hopes on the line? Find out in this all-important matchup on WCRA 99.5 and 107.7 FM at FEMradio.com or by downloading the free FEM radio app. Now the team that got a big win last week to set up a chance at the playoffs for themselves, the FM Hearts. And for that, we go to Travis Sparks. Big week in high school football. Hard to believe that we're already here in week nine. The finale this week for some and others will be trying to make appearances in the second season, the playoffs. 
and one team that's hoping to get to the postseason next week, and that is the FEM Hearts. They got their fourth win last week, a 21-14 upset victory over Mount Zion. When we talked with FEM head coach Brett Hefner last week, he said that FEM had the blueprint to beat Mount Zion, and they followed the formula and followed it to a T, and that led to the victory. Yeah, that was a big one on Friday. Felt good for our kids uh, to finally finish one out against a really good opponent after letting a couple of them, the other ones, get away from us. And so to, to keep your playoff hopes alive and give you a chance yeah. to, to, to win this week and get in was pretty nice. You know, coaches are never happy. You know, we, we, sure. left, a, we left a couple out on the board. You know, we had, we had to fumble down inside the one. Yeah. You know, where, the, where that's another one. And then uh, uh, we had a, a false start set us back on another drive that, you know, put us in a bad spot. So, so I thought I thought it actually could have been a couple more scores uh, on the board. So, mm-hmm. uh, and with their athleticism and explosiveness, you're never able to relax. So, right. uh, until we were able to knee it out, it, it was yeah. uh, it was going to be cutting it close. With the rain stopping by kickoff and that immaculate turf at Clarkston Field at Washington Savings Bank Stadium early on, it looked like it would be in for another high-scoring affair between the two schools with both teams getting touchdowns in the first quarter and the Hearts were driving to take the lead. But a fumble at the goal line allowed Mount Zion to get the ball and keep FEM out of the end zone. Thank goodness it didn't. We didn't have to try and score with them, and that was that was good, you know. And 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 even if for them, you know, in a game like that, even if you even if you can just get a couple first downs and then punt and flip field position and make them drive and make them and not give teams short fields, that's that's a big key. But after that, the teams have settled in, and the score was seven to seven, and would hold until halftime. FEM would take the lead in the third with a Gage Gillum rushing touchdown. Mount Zion would tie it up and capitalize on a short field due to another Hearts turnover. The one fumble, uh, I probably put us in a bad spot. I told Gage, it felt bad. You know, we were playing well. We were up a score at that time, playing well defensively. The wind's at your back. Third and seven, just run the ball, keep the clock running. If you get a first down, great. If not, you're punting with the wind. Make them drive the field into the wind. And, uh, you know, I'd probably maybe put us in a little bit of a bad spot there. But uh, kids bailed us out and, uh, and ended up uh, with, with a big score there to take the lead and we were able to close it out. The tie only held for a little bit as FEM answered right back and a take the lead on a Weldon Dunstan, a 10-yard rushing touchdown. Dunstan's second touchdown of the night would ultimately be the go-ahead score with the defense holding a Mount Zion as they had a couple of extra opportunities. And the defense held with some great plays by Michael Love and the FEM defensive line. That put FEM at 4-4 four and four with the win, entering Week 9 with 41 playoff points already, even before the night's action gets underway. So FEM would be in if they could get that fifth win. We knew our point total would be high, and typically that cutoff is anywhere from 34 to 35, maybe 36 in there. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll end up in the mid 40s. Point total is not going to be an issue. We just got to take care of our business on Friday and get a win. Right. Tell you what, man, it, it's it's wild looking at scores from down there, man. That conversation score, every win or lose, teams are scoring points down there, and you know they're explosive offensively. Uh, they've had a little trouble slowing people down, but Sure. Uh, I think the level of athleticism that they play from week to week is a little different. It's just hard when you don't have a common opponent. It's hard yeah. to hard to gauge much when sure. you don't have anything to compare it to. So, so I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting 
Uh, so from that standpoint, it has a little bit of a playoff feel to it. And that mm-hmm. you, until you get out there, you really don't know. And, they, and again, they play pretty good people. You know, Carbondale and, sure. and Marion and Collinsville and, you know, Mount Vernon and, and Belleville Altoff. You know, so, I mean, it's uh, all those teams are 5A teams, number of them playoff teams. It's always fun to see how everything shakes out, especially this year with so many teams in the area, in the state, on the bubble. Elsewhere in the Apollo Conference tonight, Taylorville, 4-4. Four and four. Will they ha- even have enough points? Even they get that fifth win. And they're at Bethalto Civic Memorial tonight, who's 2-6 and a six on the year. And Breezemont today and is at Mount Zion. They both have clinched playoff spots. They're both 6-2 and two for battling for seed purposes there. And Muhammad Seymour, they already clinched their third straight Apollo Conference title last week with the win against Mattoon. They're 7-1, and one, and they're already good in the playoffs. Tough game to close out on. 8-0 Quincy. And we'll be looking out for those bubble team scores. And, of course, we'll see if FEM can pick up that elusive fifth win. Kickoff is coming shortly. Until then, throw it back to you, Eric. Thanks very much for that report, Travis. Now let's look at a conference that has a few of the bubble teams fighting to clinch playoff spots tonight, the South Central Conference. And for that, we go to Todd Stapleton. And good evening and welcome to week number nine of the regular season in high school football. Regular season wrapping up tonight and playoff teams getting themselves ready for week number 10. Among those is the Vandals. The Vandals officially punched their ticket to the playoffs last week with their victory over Gillespie. The Vandals 6-2 and two on the season and home for senior night tonight. The Vandals will take on the Litchfield Purple Panthers, and they are quite the story. Litchfield now 5-3 and three on the season, coming off their victory over Pena. Litchfield is playoff eligible for the first time since 2005. So the 5-3 and three Litchfield Purple Panthers at the 6-2 and two Vandals tonight. Vandals coach Jason Clay talks about having a strong opponent in week number nine heading into the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's 100% true. And, you know, I think back to the year that uh, we lost in the quarterfinals to AJ. And, I mean, that week nine game against Payne, it was a barn burner. I mean, it was it was an offensive festival, but not a whole lot of defense. But but it was two really good teams going at it. And, and I think that that carried us into week, nine, or week 10. And, week 11 and um, even though we lost that game I thought we we played a good opponent and a high level and we, we executed a high level we just kind of ran out of time and, and scored enough points to win and, and I think that kind of helped us going in the playoffs that year and um, I guess it is what you make it but I, I do like playing a good a good opponent at the end and um, chance to you know have a good game and and uh, see where you're at and, and give you a chance to work on any any little things you see going into week 10. For Litchfield that not long ago went five seasons without a victory in a row. They're now five and three playoff eligible coming into tonight and coming off that win over Pena last week. Their head coach Dan Carlson talks about the Vandals. Solid program. Um, you know, they've got a great quarterback and whenever you replace a two-time, two-time All-Stater like uh, Hagee was last year, you always think that they're going to dip, but they found something in there and they found a quarterback that is... Uh, He's pretty tough to stop, and I mean, and that's going to be our goal this week is uh, shutting him down and making somebody else beat us. I mean, he's putting up, he's putting up crazy numbers through the air and on the ground. So, being able to stop him and, and forcing somebody else to beat us is going to be key for us. And then just being able to uh, put a drive together. Uh, Vandalia has shown that they can play zone, that they can play man. They're aggressive in the run, and uh, you know, how are our guys going to respond? And it's going to be a good chess match between the coaches. 
So it's the Vandals and the Litchfield Purple Panthers tonight at Mark Greer Field. Senior night for the Vandals, 7 p.m. with game time. We'll have the game for you on 107.1 FM, WKRV. Available streaming at VandaliaRadio.com and on the Vandalia Radio app. Well, the Southwestern Piasaw Birds are 4-4. Four and four. They need a victory tonight to be playoff eligible. They are at home, and they're taking on the 3-5 and five Hillsboro Hilltoppers tonight. 5-3 and three Carlinville, they're at home tonight on the turf to take on 0-8 Gillespie. 8-0 Greenville. They will be at 1-7 North Mac tonight in South Central Conference play. And Payne of 5-3 on the season there at Staunton. The Bulldogs are 3-5. That's a look at the South Central Conference in week number 9. I'm Todd Stapleton. Thanks for that update, Todd. Looking forward to some of those great South Central Conference matchups. Now, let's look at some other games going on around the areas. In Little Illini action, it will be 1-7 Marshall traveling to 1-7 Newton. Olney will try to get a win this season as they host 2-6 and six Robinson. And in two very important games for playoff purposes, Paris will try to get their sixth win as they host 7-1 Casey in what is sure to be a highly contested contest. And Mount Carmel will try to win another Little Illini Conference title. But in order to do that, they'll need to beat 7-1 Lawrenceville in what's sure to be a, another highly contested contest. Finally, in a game that will affect some 1A area Area teams for that playoff bubble purposes on Saturday. Four and four Red Hill will take on four and four Carlisle. So one of those two teams is going to become playoff eligible. We'll have to see if that affects the playoffs at all. For more on who gets in and who's going where for the playoffs, make sure you tune into the starting lineup playoff spectacular tomorrow from 7 to 9 p.m. on 98.9 The Game as Travis and myself will look at all our area teams going into the playoffs and who may be left at home. Again, that's tomorrow from 7 to 9 p.m. over on 98.9 The Game. Well, that will wrap things up for the regular season on the Cromwell Media Group pregame show. For Lane Blickham, Travis Sparks, and Todd Stapleton, I want to say thanks to all of you, the great listeners and fans, for joining us all season long here on the pregame show. and We greatly appreciate it. Well, now let's head to the booth as the regular season finale is just moments away from kickoff here in week nine of the high school football season. The Cumberland Pirates be coming. And off again to sight for Wake Burner on the left hand side. He's got a big hole. He's got one man to beat. Down the sideline. He's going to carry that man. Still carry him all the way into the end zone. Caught by Cumberland at the 15 yard line. Got a block. He's got another one. He's got a big hole. He's going to bounce to the outside. 50, 45, 40, 35, 50. Got the kick in the beat. 20, 25, 15, 10, 5. And an opening kickoff. Return for a touchdown. Cumberland Pirates. It's, it, it's going to be a fumble in the backfield. Deep in the backfield. It's going to be picked up by Cumberland in for a touchdown. He's going to step by the defender. He's going to dive into it's now time for Cumberland Pirates football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Cumberland High School for the Cumberland Pirate broadcast here on WCRA. It is the final week of the high school football season as the Cumberland Pirates get set to take on the Argenta Oriana Bombers. My name is Eric Fry. We'll have all the action for you as the 5-3 and three Pirates get set to take on the 4-4 four and four Argenta Bombers in a very important matchup. Cumberland trying to get their sixth win to clinch a playoff spot, while Argenta trying to get their fifth win to become a playoff eligible. One team is going to accomplish that goal tonight. We'll find out who in just a little bit. You're listening to the first name of Bank 
of Toledo pre-game show. Right now, we're going to throw it to the National Anthem, brought to you by Cuts Insurance. When we come back, we'll have the opening kickoff here on WCRA. Share the road during harvest season. Cuts Insurance and Grinnell Mutual want your help protecting our hardworking farmers. While they're hard at work, let's keep their safety in mind while traveling our roadways. Slowing down and paying attention helps keep everyone safe. Together, we can trust in tomorrow. Contact Dave Cuts, your local Grinnell Mutual agent at Cuts Insurance today for all your insurance needs. Trust in tomorrow is a registered trademark of Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. This is Cumberland High School football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School. It's the final week of the regular season, and the Pirates are trying to get their fifth win, or sixth win, excuse me, and clinch their playoff spot. So they have a carefree selection Saturday, tomorrow night. But they have to get by this Argenta Bombers team. This is a Bombers offense that you heard on the pregame show that is finding it. They have, in their last four games, scored 25 points or more in each one of those games in their last four. They're 3-1 in those four games where the Pirate offense has kind of lagged here at times recently. Pirates having problems scoring 25 points or more in most recent games. Minus the Tri-County game, you got to go all the way back to week two, the last time the Pirates scored more than 25 points in a game. So this offense is going to have to get it figured out against this Argenta offense and, and or the Pirate defense is going to have to stop this Argenta offense and try and, you know, limit possession. We've seen the Pirates do that before. That's how Cumberland got the win against Villa Grove was just a long, sustained drive. Maybe try something like that as well here against Argenta. And since it is week nine, we will do our best to keep you updated on all the bubble teams in our area. And again, make sure you listen to the starting lineup playoff show spectacular tomorrow night over on 98.9. The game from 7 to 9, you can hear us, myself, and Travis Sparks break down the brackets as they're revealed. Get our live reaction. We'll find out where the Cumberland Pirates will be, as well as the FM Hearts. FM tonight playing in Centralia, trying to get their fifth win as well. So a lot of our area teams, we will do our best 
keep you updated on those scores here throughout the night because, hey, it's playoff time, and there's a lot of bubble teams in our area, and I don't know if every single one of them is going to get in. And the Pirates are one of those bubble teams. I think a sixth win is necessary for the Pirates to make the playoffs. So we'll have to see if the Pirates can get it done here tonight against Argenta coming off that tough loss to Nokomis last week. That one on the road. The Pirates now back here at home. It's homecoming as well, so you're going to add to the distractions. It's week nine, the final week of the regular season. You're fighting for your playoff life, and it's homecoming. So a lot of factors here. And talking to Coach earlier in the week, he said, hey, you know, when we have practice, we don't want the kids talking about homecoming. We want them to focus on the game because that's what we need to do. We need to go and take care of business at the football game Friday night, and we'll see if the Pirates come out ready to perform here on this beautiful Friday evening. It's perfect football weather. It is week nine weather here, and glad you're with us on the first Neighbor Bank of Toledo pregame show. Like I said, we'll keep you updated on all those scores from around the area as we get them. We will do our best. Before this game gets underway, though, I want to thank our sponsors for making tonight and every broadcast possible of Cumberland Pirate Football this season. Scott's Billing Center, Evapco Midwest, First Near Bank of Toledo, Country Financial, Curtis Walker, and Lauren Holstapple-Clapp, Cuts Insurance, Gentry Small Engine Repair, Coffee and Creams, Neil Tire Toledo, and the Toledo Democrat. Thanks to all of them for their support of Cumberland Pirate Football. Without their support, we would not be here doing these games, and we greatly, greatly appreciate it. So, We'll see tonight if this Cumberland offense can come alive, something that has, like I said, stagnated at times. And we'll see if the Pirate defense can stop this high-powered Argenta offense, which, like we said, recently has come alive. Argenta was 1-3 and three at one point in the season. Now they have gone 3-1 and one to get themselves back into playoff contention. And we'll have to see, you know, it, we saw last week, desperate teams do desperate things to try and get wins. And uh, we'll see if Argenta how desperate they are to try and get a win here tonight against this Cumberland football team. And, you know, Cumberland's got to come out with guns blazing. I mean, I think, you know, the Pirates have to make a defensive stop and they have to score first. They have to set the tempo tonight to do the Cumberland Pirates. I think if they do that, they can get a good result here on home field. If not, if they let Argenta dictate the pace, then the Cumberland Pirates may be in trouble here tonight. They have to play Cumberland Pirate football. They have to play clean football, penalties, turnovers cannot be a factor here tonight. Otherwise, the Pirates may be in trouble. So uh, it's going to be a good one here from Cumberland. We're going to step aside. When we come back, we'll have the opening kickoff. You're listening to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. The Toledo Democrat has been keeping folks up to date on all the events in and around Cumberland County since 1857. Wes and Billy Chambers promise to keep that tradition alive at the Toledo Democrat. They're thankful for the opportunity to serve Cumberland County and their work hard to bring you up to date on the news and events in the area. The Toledo Democrat, your county newspaper says, let's go, Pirates! At Gentry Small Engine Repair in Toledo, you'll find friendly faces waiting to take care of your outdoor and lawn care needs. Seasonal tune-ups, engine and machine repairs, and Cub Cadet warrant services, they can help. Working at home in the garage, our parts department covers a variety of brands. Or maybe you're ready for some new equipment. Our showroom features mowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and more from manufacturers including Cub Cadet, Troy Built, DeWalt, and European Forestry Company. Go see them at Gentry Small Engine, located on the north side of the square in Toledo. 
At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're part of your community and help support the programs that make our neighborhood thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call me, Curtis Walker. Or me, Lauren Holsapel-Clapp at 217-849-3011 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. If where you work just isn't working anymore, it's time to move up to Evapco in Greenup, where many employees have retired millionaires. Starting wages at Evapco range from $16.90 per hour to $22 per hour based on skills and experience. And life insurance is free. Receive profit sharing twice a year and enjoy exceptional health benefits like medical, dental, and vision insurance, along with a prescription drug plan. Evapco is looking for assembly mechanics, welders, machine operators, and general laborers. Make the move to Evapco. Apply at jobs.evapcomw.com. Equal opportunity employer you're listening to cumberland pirates football on wcra come back here to cumberland high school as the pirates make their way out onto the field pirates flying those american flags as they run out of the tunnel and uh, you can tell the atmosphere a little different here tonight you can tell the the energy from the crowd is here for homecoming a nice crowd here from the cumberland pirates here for homecoming you can tell the players just running out of the tunnel a little bit more energy in their step as well they know what's on the line they know how important tonight is and it's going to be an important game here tonight for the pirates who are in their home blues with the yellow numbers white helmets as it looks like cumberland will be kicking off to start tonight's contest now as i was driving up to cumberland for tonight's game uh you know there was a stiff wind that was blowing you know kind of right to left across the field it has since died down. That wind has gone away. So right now it looks like we will be uh, – wind at the moment will not be a factor. We'll have to see as the game develops if that does become a factor. But at this moment it will not, as Argento will be receiving the football. They are in their visiting whites with orange numbers, blue helmets, and orange and blue stripes down the side of the pants. As we get set to begin here momentarily – and glad you're with us, however you may be listening, whether you're online at fmradio.com or maybe you are just tuning in on the FM side of those station. We greatly appreciate you. Maybe you're on the FM radio app. However you may be listening to Criminal Park Football, we appreciate you. And hopefully we will get buckled in. And we'll see if the Pirates can pick up their sixth win of the season to become playoff eligible. Guaranteed to playoff eligible and make it an easy Saturday night for the Pirates tomorrow night. Argenta, though, they have minds to go into the playoffs. They haven't been there since 2019, and they want to go back. After not winning in two-plus years for Argenta, they now find themselves at 4-4. Four four. Right on the cusp, someone will be eliminated from the playoffs tonight. Someone will punch their ticket, and we're going to find out who. As Cumberland kicks the ball, it's an opening kick, and he'll be caught at about the 26-yard line. That's where the return will set up for Argenta, and he'll be upended at about the 41-yard line, and that's where Argenta will take over. It'll be Mahan and company for this Argenta offense. He is the quarterback. That is Ethan Mahan, the 5'9 senior. As Argenta will have it first and 10 on their own 41-yard line. For this Argenta offense, where, like we said, has come alive recently, will take over the come out in the pistol. Three wide receivers. On the left-hand side, one on the right, one running back behind the quarterback, Mahan. 
is. He's going to hand it off to his running back in the backfield, upended. Gain of a couple. As that carry was Sperling. So we'll give Sperling uh, about four yards on the first play of the game. That makes it second and seven for Argenta. Ball on the 44, just getting underway here at Cumberland High School. And we'll see if this Cumberland offense, Cumberland defense, I should say, can stop this Argenta offense. Pistol, two running backs, kind of split back formation behind the quarterback. Two wide receivers on the right-hand side as well. Mahat takes snaps, going to hand it off again to Sperling, looking for running room up the middle, and he's men at the line. Going to fall forward for a couple. Officially, I think they'll mark him down for three. So that'll make it third down, third and about. Third and four for Argenta. As that's far, two straight runs for the Bombers. And they'll come out again, pistol. Three wide receivers on the left-hand side, one receiver on the right-hand side. Rolling the running back behind the quarterback, Mahan. Takes the snap, going to throw it this time, looking left, pass the tip, and incomplete. Maybe the pirate got his hands on it, but it'll fall incomplete, and it'll bring out fourth down now, fourth at about four for Argenta. Ball on their own 47-yard line. We'll see if the Bombers want to punt it here, or if they want to go for it. Looks like they will be punting. Are we going to be careful, as it will be Mahan punting. Now McMeekin might keep your return for the Pirates. There's the snap, and he will punt. There's the punt. It's a high punt. And McMeekin's not even going to touch it, and it'll be downed by Argenta at about the 20, I think they'll call it at the 28-yard line. That's where this Pirate offense will take over. First and 10, Cumberland. Ball will be on the 28-yard line. That's the Pirate 28-yard line. That's where Olmstead and company will take over. Trying to put up more than the 12 points they put up last week at Nokomis. Of course, weather conditions a lot different here than they were at Nokomis. First and 10 for the Pirates. Ball on the 28-yard line. Cumberland comes out eye formation. McMeek in the deep back. Two receivers on the left-hand side for Olmstead. Under center, he's going to hand it off on the counterplay to McMeekin. He's going to break one tackle, get to the outside, to the 30, and he's going to be forced out of bounds about the 32-yard line. So give him a gain of five. Gain of five there for McMeekin. As Pirates have it now, second down, second about five. Looks like that counterplay was going to be broken up in the backfield, but McMeekin was able to make one man miss. And able to get some positive yards. Now the Pirates are coming out shotgun. Two running backs, two receivers on the right-hand side. Olmstead, one receiver on the left. They're going to move McMeekin in motion from left to right. And it off to Kaiser. Kaiser's going to look for a running room right up the middle. He's going to be brought down about the 37-yard line. We'll say gain a four for Kaiser on his first run of the night. And it will bring up third down. Third, and it looks like a bounced uh, three for the Pirates. As they try to get the first first down of the game and keep this drive alive. Well, the Cumberland offense. Like we said, an offense that has at times looked really good early in the season, but it's kind of 
been stagnant here recently. Can't really put a, a lot of points on the board. You're looking at third and two. They'll come out high formation for Olmstead. Olmstead. Going to take the stab. He's going to hand it off again on the counter to McMeekin. McMeekin this time can't get away. And it will be a loss of yards. We'll say it's a loss of three for McMeekin. And it will bring up fourth down. Fourth and about five for the Pirates. And Cumberland will have to punt. So back-to-back punts here for both teams. As Harmon has the ball lined up to punt. As there's some miscommunication on the sidelines. I don't know what the issue is. It's an equipment issue for Kaiser. And Cummins going to have to burn a timeout as he wasn't out there in time. And the play clock was down to three, so the Pirates have to take a timeout here. With 8.36 left to go in the first quarter, we will step aside. You are listening to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. Neil Tire and Auto Service has been serving the community for over 90 years, and they're 100% employee-owned. You entrust your vehicle to their team, and they don't take that lightly. They treat you better than family. The word tire may be in their name, but they offer much more, like diagnostics, brakes, suspensions, and alignments, just to name a few. Nothing beats a Neil deal. Visit them today at 205 East Madison Street in Toledo. Open weekdays till 5 and Saturdays till noon. They wish the best of luck to this year's Cumberland Pirates. Go Pirates! This is Cumberland High School football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. So Cumberland has to burn a timeout here early, here with 8.36 left to go first quarter, and they'll still line up to punt. Armin Mackey to punt it to Argenta. A nice low-lying punt. It'll bounce at about the 40 and roll down to about the 32-yard line, where it'll be down by the Pirates. And so with 8.26 left to go in this first quarter, Argenta will take over as both teams go three and out on their opening possessions. As the Cumberland defense made the stop on Argenta, and Argenta's defense came back and made a stop on the Pirates. So now Mahan will come out again. Kind of a, a split back formation, only he's not under center. So kind of a pistol split back with two running backs and two wide receivers, one on each side for Mahan. Mahan takes the snap, makes the pass, or fakes the run. He's going to pass it, and it's going to be caught for a gain of about three. That catch was by Luge. We'll say it's a three-yard gain there by Luge. And now we have second down. Second about seven. Second down here. They're going to officially mark it as a four-yard gain, so we will as well. That makes it second and six for Argenta. Again, pistol split backs. One receiver on each side, two running backs behind the quarterback, Mahan. He's going to hand it off this time, looking for running room on the left. Now, Stutterstab comes back to the right. Not a whole lot there, maybe about two yards. And that was Oros. On the carry. And they're going to give him. About two. On that carry. So it'll bring up third down. Third and about four. 
for Argenta. Coming again, split back, pistol. Two wide receivers on the right-hand side. One that looks like tight end on the left side. Going to move one man in motion, looking to throw, going to the left, and he fell down to the quarterback. And that'll be a loss. As he went to plant his foot and unfortunately just kind of slid. And it'll be a loss of, I'm going to say a six-yard loss by Mahan. And it'll set up a fourth and ten. Actually, they're going to say it's an eight-yard loss, so it's fourth and 11. And so, once again, three and out for Argenta. And they'll be punting to the Pirates. Here's the punt. It's another high punt. It'll bounce at about the 29-yard line and roll all the way. Take a nice Argenta roll down to the 29-yard line, and that's where it'll be down. And that's where Argenta will uh, concede possession to the Cumberland Pirates. Here was 624 left to go in this first quarter. So back and forth, both teams. Neither team yet able to build any offensive momentum in what has kind of become a heavyweight boxing fight. Just kind of trading blows back and forth right now. A couple jabs. No one landing that uppercut or that hook. I have to try to do it on this possession. They'll come out of shotgun. Three receivers on the left-hand side. One receiver on the right. Kind of running back on the right-hand side as well. Takes a snap. Does Olmstead. He's going to keep it himself. Breaks through one tackle. He's got enough for the first. He's still fighting, and he's going to go down after a gain of about 12. 12-yard run by Olmstead. Our first, first down of the game. And it goes to the Cumberland Pirates. On the design quarterback run. 4-12, and it'll make it first and 10 ball on the 42. First big play of the night there, and it's going to go the way of the Pirates. As Olmstead gets the first, first down of the night. And will come out again. Shotgun, three receivers on the left-hand side. One receiver on the right. Guys are the running back on the right-hand side as well for Olmstead. Takes a snap. He's going to keep it himself again. Fights up the middle. He's got blockers in front of him. Cuts to the outside. He's down to the 40. 35-30. 25-20. And pushed out of bounds at about the 15-yard line. And there's a flag. There's a flag late on that play. And we'll wait and see you know, what the flag is. It was late. It was thrown by the back judge. I'm waiting to see what the official call is. It may have been an Olmstead. It'll be on sportsmanlike conduct on Argenta. As Olmstead was kind of already out of balance, and then he was hit. So it will be on Argenta. We'll wait and see if Cumberland accepts it or not. It's about a 40-yard gain, and then we'll tack on the tack on the penalty yards. Total first and ten, ball on the 13, and off out of a wishbone to McNeekin. Looking for running room on the right-hand side. Breaks one tackle, breaks another. He's going to get close to the end zone. He's in. Touchdown. Blake McNeekin from 13 yards out. And the Pirates have struck first. That touchdown brought to you by First Neighbor Bank in Toledo. A 13-yard touchdown run to the right side, and the Pirates have gotten on the board first here with 5.42 left to go in this first quarter. On a Blake McNeekin 13-yard run. As now Nebel will line up for the extra point. There's that ball down. Kick is up, and it was tipped at the line. 
by Argenta. So the extra point, no good. So the Pirates lead six to nothing. We'll be back here with more coming up on WCRA. At Gentry Small Engine Repair in Toledo, you'll find friendly faces waiting to take care of your outdoor and lawn care needs. Seasonal tune-ups, engine and machine repairs, and Cub Cadet warrant services, they can help. Working at home in the garage, our parts department covers a variety of brands. Or maybe you're ready for some new equipment. Our showroom features mowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and more from manufacturers including Cub Cadet, Troy Built, DeWalt, and European Forestry Company. Go see them at Gentry Small Engine, located on the north side of the square in Toledo. You're listening to Cumberland Pirates Football on WCRA. So the Pirates getting the first points on the board here with 5.42 left to go in this first quarter. They lead 6 to nothing after the extra point was blocked by Argenta. As Nebel now has the ball teed up. And he will once again be kicking it off to Argenta, who... Still looking for their first first down of the evening. As Nebel with the ball teed up. And he approaches. And there's the kick. It's kind of a line drive kick heading off to the left-hand side. No one's back there for Argenta. They're going to pick it up at about the 7. They got lots of room in front of them, but no blockers. And he's going to be brought down at about the 13-yard line. A great job right there on the kicking team by the Pirates. As it'll be first and 10, Argenta, ball down around the 14, I think officially. Yes, officially, it'll be the 14-yard line after a great kick from Nebel. He angled it over to the left-hand side. No one was back there for Argenta. And the, the gentleman who was back there thought someone else was behind him, so he didn't make a break on it. And then he realized it was too late, and he had to go right after it. The Mahanan company has got a lot of grass in front of him here. With 5.38 left to go in this first quarter. Mahan, pistol again. Going to move one man in motion. They'll give it to the motion man on the jet sweep. Looking for some running room. Left side. He's got a hole. He's down the sidelines. He's got lost the football. It's picked up by the Pirates. Nope. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They may be saying he's out of bounds. Cumberland ended up with it, but I think they're going to say he was out of bounds. I'm waiting for official word. It was on the far side of the field. They're going to say yes. He, he was out of bounds, and it will be Argenta football. It'll be a first down by Argenta. As I believe that was Sperling on the run, and it will be a, we'll say a 35-yard run there by Sperling and a first down. And once again, Flip back from the pistol position. Two running, two wide receivers on the right-hand side for Mahan. He's going to hand it off this time up the middle. Sperling's going to get it across the 50-yard line. Ball may have come out there at the end. And this time the Pirates do have it. And it'll be a turnover. So back-to-back fumbles for Argenta. They lost it. I couldn't see who had it at the bottom of the pile for the Pirates. But either way, it will be Cumberland football here with 4.58 left to go in this first quarter. As Pirate defense stepping up. Pirates will take over first and ten right at midfield. I have to think about maybe taking a shot here, trying something deep. As shotgun formation, three receivers on the left-hand side, so they're going to run up the middle with Olmstead, and he's going to be stood up. 
and pushed back by the Argenta offense or defensive line. We'll see a loss of one. Almost that with 51 yards here already early on rushing the football. So we'll say a loss of one, make it second 11. Ball in the parent 49-yard line. So we'll see if this Cumberland offense changes it up here. And they'll come out with shotgun four wide. Kaiser, the running back on the left-hand side for Olmstead. Olmstead takes the snap. He's going to fake it to Kaiser. He's going to keep it himself. Trying to get to the outside, get to the corner, breaks one tackle, breaks another, and he's going to be forcefully flung down to the ground after a gain of four yards. And it'll bring up third down now, third and about seven. And I'd like to see the Pirates try a pass here. They've yet to pass it thus far tonight, a play action or something. Just to try and keep Argenta honest. As Argenta, I can see him right now defensively. It looks like they have five down linemen, two linebackers. Yep, and they're going to move another linebacker right up there. So they got seven right in the box. As the Pirates will come out shotgun, wing T, one wing on the left hand side. They're going to hand it off to McNeekin. McNeekin looking for running room, and he's going to fall forward, but there's flags everywhere. I saw a couple flags, so we'll wait and see the official call before we mark anything down. It'll be a face mask on Argenta. So I assume the Pirates will accept this penalty. It will be the second penalty on Argenta after the personal foul. And that will lead to an automatic first down. It's a 15-yarder. So first down for the Pirates. Make it first and 10 Cumberland ball on the 29-yard line. The Argenta 29. As this Cumberland offense will come to the line, shotgun, two wingbacks, and two wide receivers. Going to move McNeekin in motion. I'll give it to McNeekin on the jet sweep. Looking for a running room on the right-hand side. Now trying to cut back. Nothing there. Going to fight forward and be pushed out of bounds after a gain of about and it looks like about four. They give him four. Nope, it looks like they're only going to give him three on that one. So a three-yard run by McNeekin. And his fourth carry of the night, he's got 18 yards. And they'll bring up second down. They'll play second and seven or eight. Or the Pirates. We'll come back to the line in that same formation. Two wing backs, two wide receivers. Kaiser, the running back on the right-hand side from the shotgun. They're going to move McNeekin in motion again. Take it to McNeekin, give it to Kaiser. Kaiser's looking for some running room on the left-hand side. Still fighting and finally brought down by a host of bombers. After a gain of... And we'll say it's about a four-yard gain there by Kaiser. On his second carry of the night, makes it third and about five for the Pirates. Ball on the 25, 24-yard line, right in between the 24 and 25-yard line. But it's third down for Cumberland. They'll come out shotgun. 
Kaiser, the running back on the right-hand side, two receivers on each side as well. Meekin and Harmon on the left. As it'll be a snap, goes to Kaiser, looking for running around the middle. Nope, got tripped up at the line. Maybe gain a one. That's about it. And it'll be fourth down. We're going to say fourth and four for Cumberland, ball on the Argenta 24. I think with the confidence you have in your defense from what you've seen thus far, I think you got to go for it here. I don't think that's what the Pirates are going to do. Uh, Cumberland will be going for it here on fourth down, fourth and about four. And I'd like to, especially considering how successful the pass was last week, I'd like to see Cumberland attempt a couple passes here early on. Instead, they'll come out shotgun, four wide. Kaiser, the ring back on left-hand side. Olmstead is going to throw. He's under pressure. Throws to the right side. Tip, diving catch, and they're going to say incomplete to hit the ground. That will be a turnover on downs. And it will be Argento football. And now almost kind of tipped at the line. Olmstead tried to get it off. But tipped at the line, and it will be... Argenta football. So Argenta will take over first and 10 on the 21-yard line. And actually, they said that it was a catch. So it was a catch. It was Bierman who made the catch. It was about a yard short, so we'll say it was a four-yard catch. And Argenta will come out. Three wide receivers on the right-hand side from the pistol. Mahan, quick screen pass over the right-hand side. He's got a man there, down to the 30, and we got a penalty flag on the play. And we brought down at the 30. It stands right now at the gain of eight, but I'm waiting on the call, and it will be a holding on Argenta. That will erase that one. Either a hold or a block in the back. I believe it was a block in the back. We'll mark it off from the spot of the foul. Yeah, it was a block in the back. And it will be a 10-yard penalty. Already the third penalty of the night for Argenta. As that one's from the spot of the foul. So it's a 10-yard penalty. That makes it first and about 15 for the Bombers. And with 40 seconds left in this first quarter. Pistol again. Going to move one man in motion. Now goes backwards the other way. Looking to throw is Mahan. Pass tipped, and it's incomplete. Almost intercepted. That was, I believe, that Kaiser out there. Couldn't tell from my vantage point who was out there defensively, but it hit him right in the right shoulder, basically, and fell to the ground incomplete. Now check that. That was Olmstead who was out there on defense. And falls to the ground incomplete. Brings up second down here for 28 seconds left. Second and 15 for Argenta. As again, their offense tries to build some momentum. They have one first down on the night. That was on a 35-yard run. They'll come out here pistol. Three wide receivers on the left, one on the right. If snap does not, he's looking to throw. Got all day to throw. He's going to air that one out there. It's a deep ball. It's intercepted by McMakin. Here comes McMakin. He's at the 50, 45, 40. Cuts back up field, 35, 30. And he falls down at about the 24-yard line on the INT. By Blake McMeekin. As Mahan just threw that one too far. And McMeekin able to get the interception. 
And we'll say that that one is returned about 20, 27 yards on the return there as the Pirates will take over here with 15 seconds left in the quarter as a chance to put some points on the board here. They missed out on their last drive. Go up by two scores, if possible. Check in formation for Olmstead. Kaiser, the running back on left-hand side. Two receivers on each side. Olmstead's going to throw it across the middle. Too high. Was looking for Beerman, and it'll fall on plate. He had Beerman there on the crossing route. Unfortunately, the throw was just a little high. And I'm going to have second down. Second and ten for the Pirates. Ball on the 24. 23, actually. There were 12 seconds left in this first quarter. Cameroon leads six to nothing. And we'll try and get you score updates from other bubble games around the area. I got a list of bubble teams in our area that we'll be checking in on. See how they're doing. Here Cumberland Pirates leads six nothing here as we close in on the end of the first quarter. As Pirates off the interception, trying to turn a turnover into points. They've had it happen to them many times this season, trying to do it to the other team. Shotgun. Takes back, says Olmstead, he's under pressure, going to throw that one up towards the end zone to McMakin, caught, touchdown! 23-yard touchdown pass to Blank McMakin. And, of course, that touchdown brought to you by First Neighbor Bank in Toledo. A 23-yard touchdown pass from Olmstead. To McMeekin. That was a beautiful play by McMeekin as he was able to do the in route and found his just a spot in the defense and he settled there and got it in. Blackhawk down to three as the Pirates trying to go for two. Olmstead, nope, they're going to take another timeout. The Pirates have to burn a timeout here. That's their second they've already burned here in this first quarter alone which it's not as bad going into halftime as it would be, you know, if we were talking that we were in the third quarter and Cumberland has already used up two timeouts. But having to use a timeout on a two-point conversion try, I'm sure is not something Coach is going to be super uh, happy with. So the Pirates will line up and attempt again here in just a second here with six seconds left to go in the first quarter. Trying to go up 14 to nothing. Pirates. We talk about this second down play. And we'll see what Coach Watkins draws up here for this two point conversion. I see Brown, as well as Beerman, and Kaiser, wide receivers on the right hand side, Harmon. And McNeekin, wide receivers on the left. So an empty backfield for home stays in the shotgun. Going to move McNeekin in motion from left to right. And if they get to McNeekin on the jet sweep, Homestead's going to keep it himself and going to be just short. So two-point conversion is no good. Four stays at 12 to nothing. Cumberland leads. Here with just six seconds left to go in this first quarter. So we will stay right here. Let me hop on over, see if I can get some score updates for you from around the area. Hey, big uh, Lincoln Prairie conference championship on the line Sullivan and Arthur that game currently tied at six in the first quarter 
Nashville 12-0 over Shelbyville in the second quarter. Shelbyville enters tonight undefeated, so we'll see about that one. Kansas 7-0 over Hillsboro as well. It's Marion 14-8 over Mattoon. Effingham 14-7 over Centralia in the first quarter. Parrott 7-0 over Casey as well as Central A&M 7-6 over Illini West. Those are the score updates that we've gotten in at the moment. Wells Quincy, 6-0 over Muhammad Seymour in the first quarter. Neville has the ball teed up. It'll be a high kick over to the right-hand side. It'll drop beautifully on the 40. There's a scrum for it. It's on the ground still. I think the Pirates have it. I'm waiting on whistles. And I'm still waiting to hear official word on whose ball it is. I'm going to say Argenta football. Yes, Argenta football. I thought Cumberland had it, but they said Argenta had it on the ground, and then it popped out after he was already down. So it will be Argenta football. So Argenta will take over. And they'll take over here with five seconds left to go in this first quarter. Come out pistol. Going to give it on the jet sweep and brought down behind the line. Great job right there on the defensive end. I think that was Redfern on the tackle there. And the Pirates build some momentum here before the end of the first quarter. It'll be a loss of five on the jet sweep. We'll be back here. We'll come on Park for just a moment on WCRA. The Toledo Democrat has been keeping folks up to date on all the events in and around Cumberland County since 1857. Wes and Billy Chambers promise to keep that tradition alive at the Toledo Democrat. They're thankful for the opportunity to serve Cumberland County and their work hard to bring you up to date on the news and events in the area. The Toledo Democrat, your county newspaper says, let's go Pirates! At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're part of your community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call me, Curtis Walker. Or me, Lauren Holsapple-Clapp at 217-849-3011 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. You're listening to Cumberland Pirates Football on WCRA. Pistol again for Argenta. Three receivers on the right-hand side. Mahan's going to throw it up. Got the in route, and it's balls loose again. It's on the ground. There's a spike for it. And I think Argenta held on to it. Oh, ho, ho. a lucky break there for Argenta. Almost another turnover. Instead, it will be a completed pass. There's a flag, though, in the backfield. So we're waiting to see what the flag call is. As it stands, it's a 12-yard gain. I believe it was a beach who made the catch. And the official is picking up the flag. But now we're still waiting to see whose football it is, I think. 
Personal foul, roughing the passer on the Pirates. Penalty is declined. It'll be a first down for Argenta. It'll be Argenta football. We'll say it's about a, a 13-yard pass there to Beach. And it'll be first and 10 Argenta ball on the Cumberland 48-yard line. I'll come out, split backs again from the pistol. Hand off, looking for running room up the middle. Not a lot there. That was Sterling, or Sperling, excuse me, on the carry. Sperling. Sperling, game at two. And then I'll bring up second about eight. Second and eight for Argenta. On the Cumberland side of the 50 for the first time tonight. As Argenta will again come out, split backs. Mahan takes a snap, going to hand it off on the pitch to the right-hand side. And he'll be brought down, gain of a couple there. That was Oros on the carry. We'll give Oros about four on that one. They'll set up a third and four. Third and four for Argenta. Ball on the Cumberland 41-yard line. In between the 41 and the 42. Argenta really kind of stay in that pistol formation, but they, they vary their running backs plus their receivers where they're lined up at. Mahan again, pistol with two running backs behind him, kind of split back, two receivers on the left-hand side as well. Kind of bunched on the left side. Going to fake the handoff to Oreos, so then they're going to hand it over to Sperling, and I think he's short. Short of the first, they're going to give him about two. It'll be fourth down, fourth and two, and there's a player down for Argenta. There's an Argenta injured player down on the on the ground. From my vantage point, I can't see who it is. So we will. Oh, never mind. I was going to say it's Sperling, and he's going to hop up and be helped over to the sidelines. He just kind of ran into a wall and just kind of got bent funny. But he's being helped off, and he's walking off the field under his own power. He's one of the main running backs for Argenta. We'll have to see how that affects the Bombers offensively. It'll be fourth down, fourth and two for the Bombers. And they'll come out. Kind of pistol running back behind the quarterback. Now they're going to move two wide receivers out flat. And then they got two kind of running backs right behind the line of scrimmage. Mahan takes the snap, quick throw, left side, tips, but caught. Back the other way, here comes Argenta, and it'll be a first down, down inside the 24. It was Luge on the in route for about a gain of, we'll say it's a 16-yard gain and a first down. Luge has 20 yards receiving tonight. He's one of only two players to catch the football tonight. For Argenta. As the Bombers will now come out four wide in the pistol. Mahan going to move one man in motion. 
They're going to hand it off up the middle, looking for running room. Nothing there. Speared right at the line. As that was, that was Riley on the carry. Yes, it was Riley, number 33 on the carry. And they're going to give him a yard. It'll be second and nine. Well, Argento with their, I would say their best drive of the game right now, at least thus far. They're with nine minutes left in the half. They'll come out again. Pistol. Two wide receivers on each side. Got to move one man in motion. On the left-hand side, Mahan looking to throw. He's under pressure, rolling out to his right, still rolling right, still rolling right. Just kind of throws that one up in the air, and it'll fall incomplete. Being chased by a couple of pirates, and he just kind of heaved that one up, and it falls harmlessly to the ground. It'll bring up third down, third and nine. The Cumberland rush got there. Before it wasn't that play could really develop like Argento wanted it to. It will be third down, third and eight. Ball on the 23-yard line. As we're going to get a whistle and a timeout. So timeout from Argento. We will step aside for 30 seconds. You're listening to Coming Power Football on WCRA. Neil Tire and Auto Service has been serving the community for over 90 years, and they're 100% employee-owned. You entrust your vehicle to their team, and they don't take that lightly. They treat you better than family. The word tire may be in their name, but they offer much more, like diagnostics, brakes, suspensions, and alignments, just to name a few. Nothing beats a Neil deal. Visit them today at 205 East Madison Street in Toledo, open weekdays till 5 and Saturdays till noon. They wish the best of luck to this year's Cumberland Pirates. Go Pirates! This is Cumberland High School Football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School. Pirates lead 12 to nothing. Big third down upcoming for Argenta, though. Trying to keep this drive alive. Third and nine for the Bombers. Ball on the 24-yard line. They'll come out. Pistol. Flipbacks. Two receivers as well. A snap. Takes the handoff, play action. Mahan rolling out to his right, looking to throw. He's going to throw it across the middle. It's caught, and it will be a first down. Good job there by Mahan of keeping that play alive. And it will be a first down. And that will be inside the 10. Down to about the 8-yard line. And there's once again a luge with the catch. And like I said, down to the eight. So we'll say it's a 20-yard catch. Luge now has 40 yards receiving on the afternoon, evening. And it'll be first and goal, Argenta. Pistol game with the split backs. Two receivers, two running backs. Mahon takes the snap. Going to hand it off. Looking for running room. Nothing there. Brought down behind the line of scrimmage by the Pirates. That's a good job by that pirate defense of getting in there and stopping that one. And that was Sperling on the carry. He's back in the game. They lost a one. I'll bring up second goal. Second goal from the nine for the Bombers. 
Argentia trying to get that zero off the scoreboard, trying to punch it in. They'll come out. Split back pistol again. Two receivers on the left-hand side. Got to watch Luge, number 18, he's in the slot. Looking to throw his Mahan, trying to get it out to Luge, and it's going to fall incomplete. Trying to get him on a little curl route, running about the end zone, and unfortunately, just out of reach for the Pirates, and they'll bring up third and goal from the nine. Third and goal from the nine, as this Pirate defense tries to force a tough fourth down. As they'll come out again, split back, pistol, two receivers, one on each side. Lose the wide receiver on the right-hand side. Under pressure is Mahan. Gets away from the pressure. Still rolling out to his right. Going to throw it across his body. Is it intercepted in the end zone? Is it? No. There's a flag on the play. There's a flag on the play. There was a receiver. There's a hold on Argenta. I thought it was an interception in the end zone. Hold on, Argenta's declined. It is going to be an interception. Interception by the Pirates. A diving interception in the end zone. It was in the far corner of the end zone. Couldn't see who that was who got it. There were a host of Pirate defenders over there. Second interception thrown of the night. And the Pirates will take over first and 10, but on their own 20. So the Pirate defense steps up, makes a stop. And they'll have it now high formation. Going to fake the handoff. Rolling out is Olmstead. Going to throw it up. One-handed catch by Harmon. Harmon still on his feet and brought down at the 45. A great one-handed catch by Harmon. Gain of 25. Oh, what a snag. Came across the middle on the crossing route, reached his big left hand out there, just one-handed, palmed it, and he was able to run forward for another about five yards. And it will be a first down for the Pirates. As Cumberland has it, first and ten of the 40, trying to build on this momentum. Shotgun. Olmstead's going to move Kaiser to the right-hand side. He's got split wide outs on each side. Olmstead takes a snap, hands it off to Kaiser, kind of pushes him forward. And Kaiser still on his feet, breaking tackle. He's inside Argenta territory, and he's got enough for the first on an 11-yard run. An 11-yard run for Kaiser as he just kept fighting and turning his legs, and it'll be a first down for the Pirates. Ball on the 44-yard line. Momentum clearly on the Pirates' side right now. As Argenta looks a little shell-shocked, they went from being, all right, this may be a one-possession game, to all of a sudden now it's still a two-possession game, and Cumberland is threatening. Shotgun for the Pirates. Takes the snap. Olmstead going to throw. He pump fakes it to the left. He's under pressure, trying to fight away from it. He's just going to throw it up. It'll be caught by Beerman, who makes the catch. Loss of a couple. There is a flag. Waiting to see what the flag is. There's a flag thrown by the far judge. It'll be a loss of one as it stands. And it'll be an ineligible receiver downfield, and that will be a decline. So the one-yard loss will stand due to the ineligible receiver downfield. 
and it will be second and 11. Second and 11 now for the Pirates. On the 45. Cumberland will come out pistol. Two receivers on the left-hand side, McMeekin the deep back. And he's going to pitch it out to McMeekin, looking for running room. He's got a hole. He's going to bust through that hole. Still on his feet. He's down the sideline. 35-20, 25-15, and brought down just inside the 15-yard line. They're going to officially mark him down at about the 16, actually, due to where he went out of bounds at. But a big first, uh, big run for the Pirates. We'll say it's a 31-yard run by McNeekin. And another first down for the Pirates. And Cumberland now threatening. It'll be first and goal, Cumberland, on the 20. Three wide receivers on the right-hand side. Kaiser, they running back on the right. They're going to take it to Kaiser. Olmstead's going to keep it himself. Goes up the middle, and he's going to be brought down from behind after a six-yard gain. Six-yard gain by Olmstead. He's got 61 yards on the night. On the ground, through five carries. It'll be second and four. Second and four for the Pirates. Ball on the nine. As coming on the lineup, wishbone. Olmstead's going to hand it off to McNeekin. McNeekin makes one man miss in the backfield. Now cuts back up field. He's got open field. Touchdown, Cumberland. A nine-yard touchdown run by McNeekin. And the Pirates put six more on the board. Second touchdown of the night for McNeekin. And that Cumberland Pirate touchdown brought to you by First Neighbor Bank of Toledo here with 4.52 left to go in this first half. On a nine-yard touchdown run by McMeekin. Cumberland now will line up for the extra point. And Argento will jump. It will be encroachment. It will be enforced on the kickoff. Nebel will attempt the point again. Here's the snap, and he fell as he was kicking. He was going up to kick it. Just kind of split on the grass, it looks like. And it will be no good. So it'll stay 18 nothing. Cumberland leads. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more Pirate Football here on WCRA. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're part of your community and help support the programs that make our neighborhood thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call me, Curtis Walker. Or me, Lauren holsapel clap at 217-849-3011 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. This is Cumberland High School football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Welcome back here as the Pirates lead 18 to nothing here with 4:52 left to go. As Nebel will have the ball teed up on the 45-yard line due to the encroachment penalty on the extra point attempt. Yeah. 
That moves Cumberland up. So the Pirates will be kicking it off from the 45-yard line. And Nebel with a kick. It'll bounce and still not be picked up. Now it'll finally be picked up at the 10, and that's where the return will set up. Not much blocking for the return man. He's going to be brought down about the 21-yard line. I think officially maybe the 22. And that is where Argento will take over. That was good on the return. Here for Argenta. Argenta will have it first and 10. And they'll officially be on the 22-yard line. As Argenta comes out. Pistol again, going to move one man in motion. Yamahan under pressure, rolling out to his right, still under pressure. He's going to throw it up right side, and it's going to be incomplete. Nope, caught. Nope, I got to say it was a diving catch there on the sideline. That was Good who made the catch. Say it's a gain of eight on the catch. Therefore, Good. An eight yard catch there makes a second down. Ball on the 30, second and two for Argenta. They try once again to drive this football down the field. Only this time, hopefully, get some points on the board for the Bombers. Come out again, pistol, move one man in motion. Looking to throw is Mahan. Pass tips the line, and it will fall incomplete. Good job by the Cumberland defender. I think that was Harmon who realized he couldn't quite get to Mahan, but saw that Mahan was looking his way and just kind of sticked his hands up there and batted that ball down. That'll bring him third down. Third down for the Pirates, or for the Pirates Pirate defense trying to make a stop. That will be on the 30-yard line. It'll be third and two for the Bombers. 357 left to go in the half. Argenta trails 18 nothing. Pistol again, four wide. They move one man in motion. Takes a snap. Gonna hand it off. Looking for running room up the middle. Not enough for the first. Give him about uh, one yard or so, maybe two. I think officially we'll give him two. That was Sperling on the carry. So it will be fourth down, fourth and a yard. Ball on your own, 31. Argento, will they be punting? They will be punting. At least they're lined up to punt. Cumberland doesn't have anyone back there to return the punt. Now McMeaton will head back there. But it will be a punt. They're from Sperling, and we won't get a return. It's going to take a great bounce for Argenta. They'll be down to the 21-yard line. So with 312 left to go in the half, the pass get the ball back. After forcing a three and out on D. And the Pirates doing a good job defensively here tonight. Still pitching a shutout on this Argenta Bombers offense that last week put up 62 points on Sarah Gordo. It will be first and 10 Cumberland ball on the 21 yard line. First and ten for the Pirates. 
Reach ball drops down the half as the Pirates try and put some more points on the board. You're on homecoming on the final week of the season. Pirates trying to get their sixth win. Shotgun, three receivers on the left-hand side. Olmstead's going to keep it himself. Looking for running room on the left. Still fighting forward, and he'll be brought down after about a six-yard game. Six turns there for Olmstead. Got 67 on the ground tonight on six attempts. And I'll bring up a second now. Four or five. Long four, short five, however you want to look at it. Shotgun once again. Kaiser the running back on the right-hand side. My receiver split out on each side. Harmon and McMeekin on the left. That's Brown and Beerman on the right. Rolling out to his left is Olmstead. He's going to throw that one up to Beerman. Beerman makes the catch, breaks the tackle. He's at the 40, and he's going to be brought down about the 43-yard line. It will be enough for the first down. I'll say it's a 15-yard pass. Uh, Beerman and another first down for the Pirates. They're seventh of the night. And it'll be first and ten on the 42. Mark Cumberland here with 2.12 left to go in this first half. Pirates want to get some points on the board. they got to get moving here, though. And now there's only two minutes left to go. Shotgun. Guys are going to be on the right-hand side. Wide receiver split out. Olmstead looking to throw again. He's under pressure. Throws it up across the middle to McMeekin and just a little too far. He was looking for McMeekin. He had about a step and a half on his man. Again, kind of running that slant in. He beat his man to McMeekin, but that pass just about a yard or two too far. And it falls incomplete. That'll make it second down. Second and ten. For the Pirates. Number one, second and ten. Shotgun here with 148 left to go in the first half. Three receivers on the left hand side. Olmstead takes the snap. Rolls down to his left. He's looking to throw, though, while he's rolling. He's under pressure. Throws it up. Harmon's got it for the first down and more. Harmon to the 40. 35. He's going to be upended at about the 33. And we got a penalty flag, a light flag. It's a 25-yard pass and catch, and a late penalty. And be on sportsmanlike conduct on Argenta. So that will be a penalty on Argenta, and it will be a 10-yard penalty, fourth penalty of the night. 45 yards for Argenta. And the Pirates have it first and 10 at about the 18-yard line here with 136 left on the half. Here comes Olmstead rolling out to his right, looking to throw. Going to lob that one towards the end zone and incomplete. Good defense there by Argenta. He was trying to get it, I believe, out to Brown. And the Argenta defender was just all over him. That was Sperling on the good D. Added that one down. Check that. That was Logan Gerhardt, the intended receiver. Then it will fall incomplete. Bring him second down for the Pirates. Second and ten. Ball on the... In between the 17 and the 18-yard line on the left hash mark for the Pirates. 
Come on, come out I formation. Beerman, the receiver on the left. Brown, the receiver on the right. Takes a snap. Rolling out. Under pressure. Going to get it out to Kaiser. Kaiser's got in about the 15, 10. Down to the 5. Still motoring ahead. He's in. Touchdown. Touchdown, Cumberland. It's a 17-yard touchdown pass to Kaiser. Just kind of a little flick of the wrist there from Olmstead. And with 121 left to go in this first half, it is a touchdown to Olmstead from 17 yards out. And the Pirates up 24-0 as they line up for the extra point. Evil kick on the way. It's up and good. So the extra point is good, and the Pirates lead 25-0. That Cumberland Pirate touchdown brought to you. My first neighbor, Bank in Toledo. We'll take 30 seconds. We'll be back with more criminal power football on WCRA. At Gentry Small Engine Repair in Toledo, you'll find friendly faces waiting to take care of your outdoor and lawn care needs. Seasonal tune-ups, engine and machine repairs, and Cub Cadet warrant services, they can help. Working at home in the garage, our parts department covers a variety of brands. Or maybe you're ready for some new equipment. Our showroom features mowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and more from manufacturers including Cub Cadet, Troy Built, DeWalt, and European Forestry Company. Go see them at Gentry Small Engine, located on the north side of the square in Toledo. You're listening to Cumberland Pirates Football on WCRA. Welcome back. 121 left to go in the half. Pirates lead now 25 to nothing over Argenta. And Sneevel has them all teed up. From the 40. And there's the kick. It's going to bounce about the 21-yard line. Be corralled about the 15. Well, the return will set up for Argenta. And still trying to fight forward down at the 30. And that was good on the return for Argenta. Bombers will take over first and 10. And officially be down at the 31-yard line. Argenta will take over first and 10. Don't pick time just a little bit while this half going for our halftime show. See what Argenta wants to do here with so few time left. 113 officially on the clock left for Argenta in this half. This offense just tries to find some momentum. They'll come out. Three wide receivers on the left hand side. Going to move one man in motion. Going to hand it off to the motion man. Coming on a jet sweep. Nope, nothing there. And they're saying the ball's out. And Cumberland football. Cumberland football on the fumble. So Cumberland will get it back again. Four turnovers for Argenta. As it will be first and 10 on the 29-yard line for the Pirates. Here with 102 left and one timeout, you still have a chance to put some points on the board here if you're Cumberland. As Olsen and company will come out shotgun four wide. Kaiser. Running back on the right-hand side. They move one man in motion. It's McNeek, and they take it to McNeek on the jet sweep. They're going to lob that one up towards the corner, and it's going to fall incomplete. 
Good defense there by Argenta. He's trying to get it to Harmon. He was down around the 10-yard line, just kind of on a go. That one just kind of hung up in the air a little bit too long on the go route, but I like the idea. Harmon does have a height advantage over his defender in that matchup, so you just kind of do that jump ball up there. Fortunately, it was thrown a little short, and it falls incomplete. 57 seconds left, second and 10. On the 29. Harmon again, the alone receiver on the left-hand side. Three receivers on the right. Shotgun for Olmstead. He's got Kaiser running back position on the right-hand side. Looking to throw is Olmstead. He's going to lob it up for Beerman. He's going to catch it. It's it for a touchdown. 29-yard touchdown pass from Olmstead. The Beerman. And the Pirates are on the board one more time. And Cumberland, it just took two plays. And Cumberland with another touchdown. Of course, that touchdown, like every Pirates touchdown, brought to you by first National Bank in Toledo. As Cumberland, up 31 nothing. They'll line up for the extra point. After the 29-yard touchdown pass to Bierman. Snap ball down kick is up on the way, and it's good. Extra point is good. Make it 33 to nothing. Cumberland leads. 51 seconds left. We will stay right here. And less than a minute to go. Check that. 32 to nothing. 32 to nothing. Cumberland leads. As Cumberland has just broken this game wide open. Cumberland led 12 to nothing after the first quarter. The three scores here in this second quarter. Have blown this game open and four turnovers forced by the Cumberland defense, who has still not given up a yard or a touchdown, I should say, and won't give it up four first downs. Argenta's been able to move the ball decently well, but the Pirates' defense just kind of stops Argenta when they need to. Argenta seeing their chance at the playoffs slowly fading away. Meanwhile, the Pirates are looking at a lot less stressful Saturday night, possibly. As Nebel has the ball teed up. There's a kick at the high kick. It'll bounce to the 20, and it'll just kind of stick there, and that's where it'll be picked up by Argenta, looking for some running room. Now coming back across, he's going to be brought down about the 28-yard line. Ran all the way to the right, kind of trying to come back to the left. Not a whole lot there. That was the beach on the return. And it will be first and 10 Argenta. They will take over with 45 seconds left. First and 10 Argenta. Ball will be on the 29-yard line. The Argenta 29-yard line. As they'll come out split back from the pistol. Gormahan takes the snap. He's going to hand it off. Looking for running room on the left-hand side. Trying to stutter step and not a lot there. Gain of a couple. Azoros on the carry. And they're going to officially mark him. 
down at the 27-yard line, so we'll say it's about a four-yard gain. Yeah, four-yard gain for Oros. Let me get second down, second about six. You're now with eight seconds left, and Argenta doesn't have to run a play. I don't think they're going to. So I'll do it after one half a play. Pirates in control, 32 to nothing. We will take a break when we come back. We'll have the Scott's Building Center Halftime Show right here on WCRA. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're part of your community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call me, Curtis Walker. Or me, Lauren Holsapple-Clapp at 217-849-3011 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. Neal Tire and Auto Service has been serving the community for over 90 years, and they're 100% employee-owned. You entrust your vehicle to their team, and they don't take that lightly. They treat you better than family. The word tire may be in their name, but they offer much more, like diagnostics, brakes, suspensions, and alignments, just to name a few. Nothing beats a Neal deal. Visit them today at 205 East Madison Street in Toledo. Open weekdays till 5 and Saturdays till noon. They wish the best of luck to this year's Cumberland Pirates. Go Pirates! Embrace the crisp allure of autumn with coffee and creams in Toledo. Discover your perfect brew among their hot and cold brews, teas, lotus, specialty sodas, and more. Tempt your taste buds with their mouth-watering sandwiches, ice cream, pizzas, soups, salads, wraps, and even treats for the little ones. And now, say hello to their new fall trick-or-treat menu, a delicious blend of seasonal sensations designed to leave you enchanted. Coffee and creams, the perfect blend of deliciousness, only in Toledo. Windows, doors, siding, and anything in between. Find it all right at Scott's Building Center. Scott's can service your needs with lumber, hand power tools, plumbing, electrical supplies, paints, and stains. Plus, they offer a rental center. Scott's is the largest Milwaukee dealer in the area. Support your local teams with an Orca cooler and chaser with your team's logo. Check out scottsbuildingcenter.com and on Facebook for all their specials and store hours. Proud supporter of the Cumberland Pirates. Embrace the crisp allure of autumn with coffee and creams in Toledo. Discover your perfect brew among their hot and cold brews, teas, lotus, specialty sodas, and more. Tempt your taste buds with their mouth-watering sandwiches, ice cream, pizzas, soups, salads, wraps, and even treats for the little ones. And now, say hello to their new fall trick-or-treat menu, a delicious blend of seasonal sensations designed to leave you enchanted. Coffee and creams, the perfect blend of deliciousness, only in Toledo. Summer's winding down, and that means two things at Giant Tree Small Engine Repair. They're ready to service your outdoor equipment, like chainsaws and leaf blowers. Need repairs, parts, or something shiny and new? They can help kick off your season. Go see Gentry Small Engine to get your machines ready for fall and football season. Don't forget to have your generator spruced up and ready to roar for those tricky Illinois winners. Located on the north side of the square in Toledo, Gentry Small Engine is a very proud supporter of Cumberland Pirate football. 
If where you work just isn't working anymore, it's time to move up to Evapco in Greenup, where many employees have retired millionaires. Starting wages at Evapco range from $16.90 per hour to $22 per hour based on skills and experience. And life insurance is free. Receive profit sharing twice a year and enjoy exceptional health benefits like medical, dental, and vision insurance, along with a prescription drug plan. Evapco is looking for assembly mechanics, welders, machine operators, and general laborers. Make the move to Evapco. Apply at jobs.evapcomw.com. Equal opportunity employer. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're part of your community and help support the programs that make our neighborhood thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call me, Curtis Walker. Or me, Lauren Holsapel-Clapp at 217-849-3011 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. Neal Tire and Auto Service has been serving the community for over 90 years, and they're 100% employee-owned. You entrust your vehicle to their team, and they don't take that lightly. They treat you better than family. The word tire may be in their name, but they offer much more, like diagnostics, brakes, suspensions, and alignments, just to name a few. Nothing beats a Neal deal. Visit them today at 205 East Madison Street in Toledo. Open weekdays till 5 and Saturdays till noon. They wish the best of luck to this year's Cumberland Pirates. Go Pirates! Embrace the crisp allure of autumn with coffee and creams in Toledo. Discover your perfect brew among their hot and cold brews, teas, lotus, specialty sodas, and more. Tempt your taste buds with their mouth-watering sandwiches, ice cream, pizzas, soups, salads, wraps, and even treats for the little ones. And now, say hello to their new fall trick-or-treat menu, a delicious blend of seasonal sensations designed to leave you enchanted. Coffee and creams, the perfect blend of deliciousness. Only in Toledo. Windows, doors, siding, and anything in between. Find it all right at Scott's Building Center. Scott's can service your needs with lumber, hand power tools, plumbing, electrical supplies, paints, and stains. Plus, they offer a rental center. Scott's is the largest Milwaukee dealer in the area. Support your local teams with an Orca cooler and chaser with your team's logo. Check out scottsbuildingcenter.com and on Facebook for all their specials and store hours. Proud supporter of the Cumberland Pirates. This is the Cumberland Pirates Halftime Report on WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School for the Scott's Bowling Center Halftime Show as the Pirates are in the control. They lead 32 to nothing. Let's take a look at the stats. First for Argenta Mahan. One carry for minus eight yards. He's high patrol throwing the football for 61 yards and two interceptions. It's Sperling, seven carries for 47 yards. Uh, also, it was Oros with four carries for five yards. Also got uh, O'Reilly and one carry for one yard. Beach with one catch for 13 yards. Luge with three catches for 40 yards. And uh, Good with one catch for eight yards. Argenta, four penalties for 45 yards. And four turnovers. For the Cumberland Pirates, it has been Olmstead. Eight for 12, throwing the football, 137 yards and three touchdowns. He also has six carries for 67 yards. Like Mameekin, six carries for 58 yards and two touchdowns. One catch for 23 yards and a touchdown. It was Kaiser, four carries for 20 yards. One catch for 17 yards and a touchdown. McMeekin, four, or excuse me, uh, 
Bierman, four catches for 47 yards and a touchdown. And Harmon, two catches for 50 yards. The Cumberland offense, no penalties. Cumberland, no penalties, no turnovers. Meanwhile, a lot of forced turnovers, a lot of forced penalties for the Pirates. So uh, the Cumberland Pirates right now doing a good job all around. And they're playing like a team that right now, like we said, is fighting for a playoff life and want to try and secure that sixth win so that tomorrow is more about where the Pirates are going instead of if the Pirates are going anywhere. So Cumberland well on their way to their sixth win. That would officially clinch them into the playoffs to make tomorrow a lot less hectic for the Pirates. And, hey, if you want to find out where the Pirates are going in the playoffs, make sure you tune into the starting lineup tomorrow from 7 to 9 p.m. over on 99 The Game. As myself, Charles Clark, We'll have the entire IHSA brackets one through five, and we will break them down as they are released. And we will even give you predictions by the end of the night of where we think everyone is going, how far everyone's going to go, maybe even who may be representing the South in Bloomington, normal. That's where the state finals are in football this year and for the foreseeable future. So be sure to stick around. For that, while we're here at the halftime, let's thank our sponsors for Scott Filling Center here on the Scott Filling Center Halftime Show. Evapco Midwest. We'll check the Evapco Midwest scoreboard here in just a second. First Neighbor Bank of Toledo. Country Financial, Curtis Walker, Roland Holstaff, Clap. Of course, they are the play of the game. We'll announce, officially announce the play of the game there in the post-game show, but I think there's a couple of them. Um, parents have had a lot of good plays tonight, so we'll look and see. Uh, what that will be, a couple nominees. Uh, I think uh, the the touchdown pass to Beerman was a good play. I think the uh, the grab by Harmon, the one-handed grab by Harmon was awesome. The diving uh, interception in the end zone was an awesome play as well. So got a couple nominees for our country financial curse walk along has the top play of the game. Cuts insurance, gentry, small engine repair, that's our defensive player of the game. We'll again announce that in the post-game show as well. Plus, coffee and creams with the final stats. Toledo Democrat, and if you're listening online at fmradio.com, you'll listen to the Neil Tire Toledo uh, stream there at fmradio.com. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to reset here, and we'll go and see if we can track down some more scores, see if we can find some of those bubble teams and see how they're doing tonight, who's trying to get their all-important fifth win here, and some teams getting their sixth win. We'll see if we can find some of those scores in just a moment. I will see the Cumberland Pirate Football here on WCRA. The Toledo Democrat has been keeping folks up to date on all the events in and around Cumberland County since 1857. Wes and Billy Chambers promised to keep that tradition alive at the Toledo Democrat. They're thankful for the opportunity to serve Cumberland County and their work hard to bring you up to date on the news and events in the area. The Toledo Democrat, your county newspaper says, let's go, Pirates. Hey, let's go. When you have a project to get done and you don't have the equipment you need, try Scott's Building Center in Greenham. Scott's has a rental center where you can rent anything from mini excavators, skid steers, electric jackhammers, utility and dump trailers, plus much more. For a fee, they can also deliver. Call or stop by today and see what all they have to offer. Their staff will help you get the equipment you need and help you with every project you have. So don't try to do the job without the right equipment. See Scott's Building Center on Route 40 in Greenham. 
If where you work just isn't working anymore, it's time to move up to Evapco in Greenup, where many employees have retired millionaires. Starting wages at Evapco range from $16.90 per hour to $22 per hour based on skills and experience. And life insurance is free. Receive profit sharing twice a year and enjoy exceptional health benefits like medical, dental, and vision insurance, along with a prescription drug plan. Evapco is looking for assembly mechanics, welders, machine operators, and general laborers. Make the move to Evapco. Apply at jobs.evapcomw.com. Opportunity Employer. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're part of your community and help support the programs that make our neighborhood thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call me, Curtis Walker. Or me, Lauren Holsapple-Clapp at 217-849-3011 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. This is Cumberland High School football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School. As let's take a look at some of those uh, bubble teams. Like I said, we'll get you an update on all scores going on in our area. And there are some surprising scores. And we'll tell you some of those here as well. First of all, in the battle for the Little Illini Conference Championship, Mount Carmel all over Lawrenceville, 35-14. to That game at the half, or in the second quarter, excuse me, the Mount Carmel on their way to another Little Illini Conference Championship. In the battle for the Lincoln Prairie Conference Championship, it's Arthur, 28-13 to over Sullivan, that game at the half. So Arthur looking to get a conference title. Sullivan uh, looking possibly like their undefeated season may come to an end, and that will shake things up at the 4A level when you talk playoff seeding. Pena, when you're trying at 5-3, they're up 13-7 to at the half, so Pena trying to get to their all-important sixth win to guarantee themselves a playoff spot. Shelbyville entered perfect this year. Well, Nashville has something to say about that. Nashville all over Shelbyville, 32-6 to at the half, as the Rams look like they will go down. And that will, again, take another undefeated team out, and that will shake things up at the 3A level, the 2A, 3A level, where Shelbyville is at for tomorrow night. So that's a big one there. Uh, Piasaw, they entered tonight with 4-4 four and four record. They need to beat Hillsborough at the half. They lead at 21 to nothing over Hillsborough. So Piasaw ahead trying to do what they need to do to get the win. Only, speaking of getting wins, only is winless on the year. But right now, they're beating Robinson 21-12. to 12 at the half, so the only Tigers trying to get their first win of the year. Muhammad Seymour has rolled the past, and they lost week one, but since then they've been on a roll. Right now, Quincy all over them, 7 to nothing at last check. Marion entered tonight at 4-4, four and four, needed a win. They're currently up at the half, 20-15 against Matt Toon. Mount Zion all over Breeze modern day, 34 to nothing. Both those teams are playoff teams. So they know they'll be playing tomorrow night. Paris entered tonight at 5-3. and three. Needed a win to guarantee themselves a spot. Right now they trail Casey 21 to seven. That came in the second quarter. Central A&M, they're out of the playoff picture, but they're affecting it anyways because they currently lead over Illini West 15 to six. Illini West entered tonight at four and four. They needed a win, and like I said, they trail right now 15 to six. That game in the third quarter. Another team that needed to win tonight, Effingham Hearts. They have the points, but they don't have the wins. Right now, they are ahead against Centralia, 34-13. to So, FM on their way, getting their fifth win and possibly a playoff spot there. It's our Cola, 42-12 to over Saragorda. Both those teams eliminated from playoff contention. Taylorville, 21-6 to over the Colto Sewick Memorial. That game at the half, 
Taylorville, one of those bubble teams. They're sitting at 4-4, four and four, but I don't know if they have the points. A win tonight would go a long way in at least making an argument for them, getting their all-important fifth win as well. Let me do one last check here of our conferences around the area, make sure we got everyone uh, situated. Yep, we have Mountain Zion, Central Illinois Conference, uh, and we got Nashville over Shelbyville. That's a shocker in the two-way level. Shelbyville may go down here tonight. Nashville's only 5-3. and three. They're trying to get their sixth win, and uh, that could, again, affect seeding all the way down there at the two-way level. And the Lincoln Prairie, any other games we need to be made aware of? Um, Nokomis. Nokomis entered tonight at 4-4. Four and four. They currently lead Sagamon Valley 21-10 to 10 at the half. Villa Grove, they entered tonight 5 and 5-3. They're trying to get their sixth win, and they are leading over Tri-County, but it's close, 20-12. to 12. Back in at the half as well. So Tri-County trying to play spoiler, get their first win of the year, and ruin Bell Grove possibly. There's a lot of craziness happening in our neck of the woods here tonight as far as the playoffs go. I believe that's all I got. So, again, we will try and keep you updated best we can here at Cumberland High School. The Pirates doing what they need to do to get their sixth win and clinch a playoff spot. They lead 32 to nothing. Here at the half, we'll take one more break. When we come back, we'll have the opening kickoff for the second half. You're listening to Come On Pass Football on WCRA. Neil Tire and Auto Service has been serving the community for over 90 years, and they're 100% employee-owned. You entrust your vehicle to their team, and they don't take that lightly. They treat you better than family. The word tire may be in their name, but they offer much more, like diagnostics, brakes, suspensions, and alignments, just to name a few. Nothing beats a Neil deal. Visit them today at 205 East Madison Street in Toledo. Open weekdays till 5 and Saturdays till noon. They wish the best of luck to this year's Cumberland Pirates. Go Pirates! Embrace the crisp allure of autumn with coffee and creams in Toledo. Discover your perfect brew among their hot and cold brews, teas, lotus, specialty sodas, and more. Tempt your taste buds with their mouth-watering sandwiches, ice cream, pizzas, soups, salads, wraps, and even treats for the little ones. And now, say hello to their new fall trick-or-treat menu, a delicious blend of seasonal sensations designed to leave you enchanted. Coffee and creams, the perfect blend of deliciousness, only in Toledo. At Gentry Small Engine Repair in Toledo, you'll find friendly faces waiting to take care of your outdoor and lawn care needs. Seasonal tune-ups, engine and machine repairs, and Cub Cadet warrant services, they can help. Working at home in the garage, our parts department covers a variety of brands. Or maybe you're ready for some new equipment. Our showroom features mowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and more from manufacturers including Cub Cadet, Troy Built, DeWalt, and European Forestry Company. Go see them at Gentry Small Engine, located on the north side of the square in Toledo. The Toledo Democrat has been keeping folks up to date on all the events in and around Cumberland County since 1857. Wes and Billy Chambers promised to keep that tradition alive at the Toledo Democrat. They're thankful for the opportunity to serve Cumberland County and their work hard to bring you up to date on the news and events in the area. The Toledo Democrat, your county newspaper says, let's go Pirates! You're listening to Cumberland Pirates Football on WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School. That will be Argenta kicking off to the Pirates here to start the second half. 
as the Pirates try to put this thing away and get their sixth win of the year to make them officially playoff eligible. As Argenta has the ball teed up. It'll be our first time seeing Argenta kick off tonight. And it'll be a nice kick. It'll bounce in front of McMeekin. He'll pick it up at about the 15-yard line. Looking to set up the return. Going to break through one tackle. Still on his feet. He's down to the 40, 45, and he's going to go out of bounds at about the 47-yard line. A great return from McMeekin. They're going to officially mark him out. Yes, right at the 45-yard line. And so it will be Cumberland football. With a... 11.51 left to go in the third quarter. As Pirates will take over first and 10 on their own 45 after the nice kickoff return from McNeekin that went 30 yards. As Pirates will come out with a wing back that is Kaiser on the left-hand side. McNeekin running back on the left. They're going to pitch it out to McNeekin looking for some running room. Gets one block. It's another downfield. He's got Kaiser running right beside him. Breaks through one tackle, breaks through another, and he's going to be brought down. After a big gain. We'll say it's a 17-yard gain there for McNeekin and a Pirate first down or ninth of the night. McNeekin now up over 60 yards on the evening. Up to 75 yards on the night. Seven carries, 75 yards for McMeekin. He will head to the sideline for a breather. As the Pirates will come out with four wide. Kaiser, the running back on the right-hand side. Now Olmstead will shift him over to the left. Next snap, going to hand it off to Olmstead. Olmstead's looking for running room, and he's going to barrel ahead for about six yards on the carry. So Kaiser... With a nice six-yard run. Second and four for the Pirates. All about the 32-yard line. As Cumberland. Well, again, try and put some more points on the board. Cumberland will come out. Shotgun with a wing back on the right-hand side. That's Kaiser. Going to hand it off to McMeekin on the pitch, and he's going to get close to the 25-yard line, enough for the first down. They'll give him about nine yards on that one, and another pirate first down, their tenth of the night. And there'll be another pirate first down ball on the 25-yard line. One timing left to right on your radio dial. We may see a lot of this pirate rushing attack here in the second half. Ahead 32 to nothing. 9.50 left to go in this third quarter. Pitches it again to the outside of McMeekin. Trying to get a block from Kaiser in front of him. Gets a nice block downfield. And he's going to waltz his way into the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Pirates. 25-yard touchdown run by McMeekin. And the Pirates with another touchdown here with 9.39 left to go in this third quarter. And touchdown brought to you by Chris National Megan Toledo. As 
Going now to line up for the two-point conversion. Makes the stand to Olmstead. Looking to throw. Rolling out to his left. He's under pressure. Going to lob it up to the end zone. It's caught. Two-point conversion is good. The two-point conversion is good. Pirates lead now 40 to nothing with 9.39 left to go. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll have more coming higher football here on WCRA. At Gentry Small Engine Repair in Toledo, you'll find friendly faces waiting to take care of your outdoor and lawn care needs. Seasonal tune-ups, engine and machine repairs, and Cub Cadet warrant services, they can help. Working at home in the garage, our parts department covers a variety of brands. Or maybe you're ready for some new equipment. Our showroom features mowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and more from manufacturers including Cub Cadet, Troy Built, DeWalt, and European Forestry Company. Go see them at Gentry Small Engine, located on the north side of the square in Toledo. You're listening to Cumberland Pirates Football on WCRA. Welcome back here. Pirates lead 40 to nothing here with 9.39 left to go in this third quarter. Abel has the ball teed up. As we await the kickoff, there's the kick. Another good kick from Nebel. It'll bounce about the 20. It'll hit off of the return man. Still can't grab it. And finally, he's got it about the 25. Not much of a return. No return at all. There from Beach. Argenta will take over first and 10 on their own 25-yard line. This Cumberland defense has been stifling tonight. They're going to try and seal this one up. As now, since Cumberland's ahead by 40, we do have the running clock. As Mahan will come out. Pistol again. He's got four wide. Mahan. Surveys the defense. Now takes a snap. Looking to throw. Quick throw. Right side. It's going to be caught on the out route. Big hit, though, by McMeekin. Able to hang on, though. Was good. Give him about three, but he took a hit there from McMeekin at the end of that play. And that'll bring up second down, second about. We'll say about seven. Again, pistol split back. Takes me out, going to hand it off. Does Mahan, and the running back gets nothing there. And we got a penalty. A late penalty. I believe it'll be on the Pirates. And that was Horos. And it'll be a personal foul on a face mask on the Cumberland. So it'll be a 15-yarder. First penalty of the night on the Pirates. I'll make an automatic first down for Argenta on the 15-yard penalty. Only Argenta's fifth first down of the night. It'll be first and 10 Argenta, ball on the 44-yard line. As Argenta will come out again, pistol, four wide, two on each side. Running back Sperling behind him, going to move one man in motion at Oros. Now he's going to go back to the left. He's looking to throw his behind. He's under pressure, still under pressure, rolling out to his right. Throws it as he's hit, the ball's tipped and falls incomplete. 
says, come on. And we'll get some pressure in there. And foreseen completion. Almost another interception, actually, but instead it'll, for Argenta, luckily, it'll fall to the ground. This is incomplete, and as Mahan will come out, his full split back, well, two receivers. Mahan takes the snap, play action, looking to throw, steps up into the pocket, looking to scramble. He's going to be wrapped up and brought down by a host of pirates. We'll say a loss of, where are they going to mark him at? Loss of four on the sack. First sack of the night for the Pirates. Number up third down, third and long. We'll say third and about 14. Here with six minutes left to go in this third quarter. 40 to nothing, the Pirates lead. Possibly after this possession, we may see the second team defense in for the Pirates. Well, it's the second team offense. And I see the backup quarterback for the Pirates getting loose here on the sideline. Mahan, pistol again. Four wide. Scrolling the running back. Going to move one man in motion. Takes a snap. Rolls out to his left this time. Looking to throw it. Mahan throws it up there. It's going to be caught by Oros. For a nice gain, still trying to fight forward, and he'll be brought down the 41-yard line. It will be enough for the first down. So again, a 20 on the pass to Oros. His first catch of the night, and then is a first down for Argenta, all on the 41-yard line. With five minutes left to go in this third quarter. Argenta has it, first and 10 on the 41. Split back for Mahan. Mahan takes a snap, takes the handoff, looking to throw. He's under pressure again, and he's going to be sacked and brought down by the fire defense. Great job right there. That was Redfern on the sack. There was a host of parents who were in there. Kaiser may have gotten a piece of that as well. Saying it's a loss of five on the sack. As again, pistol. Four wide. Second down here. They're about 15. Going to move Oros in motion from left to right. Mahan rolling to his right under pressure again. Again, under pressure, gets away from one sack, not the other. He's brought down big. Hunter Kemper getting in there for the big loss. And we'll mark that for an 11-yard loss. As Cumberland, after not having any sacks in that first half, now have gotten three on their last three plays. And we're going to get a timeout here from Argenta here with 3.42 left to go in this third quarter. We will take a time out as well. You'll see coming back with Paul on WCRA. The Toledo Democrat has been keeping folks up to date on all the events in and around Cumberland County since 1857. Wes and Billy Chambers promised to keep that tradition alive at the Toledo Democrat. 
They're thankful for the opportunity to serve Cumberland County and their work hard to bring you up to date on the news and events in the area. The Toledo Democrat, your county newspaper, says, Let's go, Pirates! This is Cumberland High School football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Welcome back here. Cumberland High School Pirates lead 40 to nothing, 342 left to go. And Cumberland defense is just really stifled up here. It'll be a third and 36. No, third and 26, excuse me. Ball on the 45-yard line. That's the Argenta 45. Get a first down. they got to get past the Cumberland 31. As that offensive line for Argenta has just been getting beat this entire second half, it seems like. I'm going to move one man in motion. Still in that pistol. Rolling to his left now. I'll come back to center. Now he's under pressure. Got it. He's sacked. Lost a one on this one. Once again, I think Zach Harmon was in on that one. And Owen McGinnis may have been in there on that as well. As the Pirates will bring up fourth down here. Fourth and they're going to still say about 26 or 27. And Argenta is going to punt it here. No need to go for it here. As there's the punt, it's another high punt. And it will be down by Argenta. No return for the Pirates, and they'll be down to the 15-yard line. And that is where the Pirates will take over. Here with 2.43 left to go in this third quarter. So the Pirates will take over. I think we'll still have that first-team offense in for the Pirates. So that's the Olmstead still heading out there. Cumberland will take over. It'll be first and 10 pounds on their own 15-yard line here with just two minutes left to go third quarter. High formation for the Pirates. And handoff, left side is Gerhardt, who's in for McMeekin. Stiff arms one man, stiff arms another, lost the ball, and it'll go out of bounds, though. They're going to say it went out of bounds. It'll be a gain of seven. Okay, a seven-yard gain there. And it will make it second down. Second about three, it looks like, for the Pirates here with 90 seconds left to go third quarter. Homestead. High formation, He's got Beerman on the right, Harmon on the left. And Gerhardt, the deep back here, high formation. This time they'll hand it off to Kaiser, and Kaiser will keep fighting forward, and he's going to get another first down for the Pirates. As we'll say it's a gain of seven. And another first down. So the Pirates with another first down. It'll be first and 10, Cumberland ball on the 31. Now Kaiser will head to the sidelines. As Cumberland will go out, come out wishbone. 
in Homestead. Trying to stack in the box. Gerhardt's got it. Looking for some blocks downfield. He's still on his feet. Still on his feet. Still fighting. And he's going to be brought down at about the 37, 38-yard line. There's a flag on the play. A couple of them. And check that. That is far on the carry. As it'll be against the Pirates. So that'll negate that run. And it'll be a 10-yard penalty on the Pirates for a hold. And that'll do it. After three quarters of play, the Pirates lead 40 to nothing. We will step aside. We'll come back with the final corner here in this regular season finale between Cumberland and Argenta. You're listening to Cumberland Park on WCRA. Share the road during harvest season. Cuts Insurance and Grinnell Mutual want your help protecting our hardworking farmers. While they're hard at work, let's keep their safety in mind while traveling our roadways. Slowing down and paying attention helps keep everyone safe. Together, we can trust in tomorrow. Contact Dave Cuts, your local Grinnell Mutual agent at Cuts Insurance today for all your insurance needs. Trust in tomorrow is a registered trademark of Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. Cumberland Football is here again. The first neighbor to hand there is nothing better than home field advantage. That's why we offer basic checking with no monthly service charge, along with interest-bearing checking for both consumers and businesses. That's a wide array of personal consumer, business, and agriculture loans. All the way from home, pay from anywhere with First Neighbor's online banking and mobile app. First Neighbor Banking, Green Up and Toledo, FirstNeighborBank.com. An equal housing lender member of FDIC. All loans subject to credit approval. Now, enjoy the game, and let's go Pirates. Well, I like the way this game is going right now. This is Cumberland High School Football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Welcome back here, Cumberland High School. It'll be first and 15 for the Pirates. As Cumberland in control here. They lead 40 to nothing. Olmstead's still there at quarterback, but I think just about everyone else. I still see Harmon out on the field. For the most part, everyone else is second team. Wishbone formation for the Pirates here on first and 15. Handoff will go to Beerman out of the backfield, and he's trying to get to the corner. He's to the 30, and he's going to be pushed out of bounds about the 33-yard line. So we'll say it's a gain of six yards for Beerman on his first carry of the night. And I'll bring up second nine. Second and nine here for the Pirates. As Cumberland tries to close this one out. They lead 40 to nothing against Argenta. With the win, Cumberland will improve to six and three in the regular season, guaranteeing themselves a playoff spot, clinching it. Wishbone again here on second down. Pitches it to the outside to Farr. Farr looking for a block. Doesn't get it. And he's going to be brought down for a loss. And Farr was trying his best to get to the outside, but the block never developed. The play never really developed. That'll be a loss of... I'll say it's a loss of eight. So bring up third and about 15 for the Pirates. So 
315. I don't think he'll throw it here, but you never know. Here for the Pirates, up 40 to nothing, but facing a third down, third and 15. Well, they're on 25, and they'll line up with four wide. Like, I down to five. Four wide from the shotgun's old stead, and it was going to hand it off. Looking for running room on the left side. It's far. Still on his feet. Or that's Gerhardt, excuse me. Now they're tussling over the ball. Still tussling over it. And Farr was able to hold on to it. And that'll be about a 10-yard gain for Gerhardt. And we'll make it fourth down. So fourth down, Pirates will be punting. So fourth down, Cumberland to punt. Fourth and about five or so. Pirates will punt it away, and Harmon back deep to punt. Gets the snap. There's the punt. Another good punt from Zach. And it'll bounce, get it on the run. Got some blocks in front of him, and there's a flag in the backfield. And he'll be brought down about the 45-yard line, but again, there's a flag. We will await news on that flag. And from where it was thrown, I'm going to assume it's on Argenta, but I could be wrong. It will be Argenta football. As the first team defense will make their way off the field. And it will be a flag in Argenta. As couldn't quite tell what the, the penalty was, but they're going to mark it off here. It was on Argenta. A 10-yard mark-off. And Argento will take over. Just about eight minutes left to go in this ballgame. Argento comes out. Again, pistol. Brewers here is on the right-hand side. They move one man in motion. That's Oros in motion. Mahan looking to throw. They'll throw the out route to the right-hand side. It's going to be caught by Riley. Don't check that. Caught by... Uh, C.J. Fisher. So Fisher with the catch. Give it about two yards. Two yards on the catch. It'll be second and eight. Second and eight, Mahan, pistol again. Where is he was on the left-hand side this time? Mahan takes a snap, quick throw, the left-hand side. It's going to be Khan looking to kind of set up a screen down the sideline. It's a foot race to the 40 and pushed out of bounds at about the 34-yard line. Good catch there by Goode. And it's a first down for Argenta. That'll be a 30-yard gain. 
as it will be first and 10, ball on the Cumberland 35-yard line. And Argenta is trying to put some points on the board with Cumberland defense trying to hold the shutout. Takes the snap, going to set up the screen again, and it falls incomplete. He was trying to get it out to Oros. Oros couldn't handle it, and it'll fall incomplete. Here with six minutes left to go in this ball game. And now we'll take out the pass, take out the rest of the first team defense. And a job well done tonight. Helping the Pirates get their sixth win. As again, pistol, four wide, two on each side. Going to move one man in motion. That's Oros from left to right. And looking to throw it across the middle is Mahan. It's going to be tipped in incomplete. Incomplete pass. And so it'll be up third down. Here with five minutes left to go. Pirates lead 40 to nothing. As Cumberland, in doing the, the switches, almost didn't have enough players on the field. Cumberland's trying to get everyone in the game. Meanwhile, Mahan will come out. Pistol again, four wide. Third down. Takes a snap. Looking to throw quickly to the right-hand side, and it'll be batted down line incomplete. Yes, everyone's getting in for the Pirates here tonight. This is what you like to see here on homecoming night. Final game of the season, regular season, I should say. There are four minutes left. Pistol split back for Argenta. Mahan takes the hand. He's going to take the handoff, play action, looking to throw. Still looking to throw. He's being brought back. And he's just going to get that one away, and it'll fall incomplete. As he was under a heavy amount of pressure. And it will bring up fourth down. And that was that was fourth down, excuse me. So the Pirates will take over here with three eighteen left to go. Come on, offense will take over. Forty to nothing. Pirates lead. I'm at first and ten on their own thirty-five. As for Cumberland, it will be Bryson Weber in at quarterback. They'll come out wishbone. Will the Pirates? Weber's going to hand it off right side, looking for running room to the outside and forced out of bounds after about a six-yard gain. I think that was well bomb on the carry. Yeah, it may have been, may have been 
Gerhardt. About a five-yard gain there. We'll say it's Gerhardt. Second and five here. Closing in on two minutes left. And wishbone for the Pirates behind Weber. Pirates, wishbone, going to hand it off this time. Looking left side. Fighting forward. Goes into the pile and brought down. After a gain of a couple, that time it was Aaron on the carry. Logan Aaron. And he's going to get four yards, just short of the first by about a half a yard. It'll bring up third and about half a yard. Third and about half a yard here with a minute 40 left. And a 40 to nothing ball game. As. We'll come out again, Wishbone, trying to get the first down here. And I'll hand it off to Aaron again, or to Logan, excuse me. And he will fight forward. Give him about four, another four, and another first down for the Pirates, our 12th of the night. As now the Pirate first team offense will kind of come in to take the knee here, I would assume. That's how McNeese can go back out there. All the seniors that look like Nebel. All the seniors will go out there. For the Pirates, along with Olmstead. Here with just 45 seconds left. And we'll get a knee from Olmstead. And that will do it. Pirates get the win here tonight. Final score, 40 to nothing. Cumberland with their sixth win. The Pirates have clinched a playoff spot. The Pirates will be playing in the playoffs next week. And the crowd erupts here at Cumberland. As Cumberland with a dominating victory here tonight against Argenta for homecoming. Well, we will take a break. We'll tally up our stats. Give you the coffee and cream final stats as well as be updated on all the other scores. Pirates win tonight, 40 to nothing. We'll be back in just a moment here on WCRA. Windows, doors, siding, and anything in between. Find it all right at Scott's Building Center. Scott's can service your needs with lumber, hand power tools, plumbing, electrical supplies, paints, and stains. Plus, they offer a rental center. Scott's is the largest Milwaukee dealer in the area. Support your local teams with an Orca cooler and chaser with your team's logo. Check out scottsbuildingcenter.com and on Facebook for all their specials and store hours. Proud supporter of the Cumberland Pirates. If where you work just isn't working anymore, it's time to move up to Evapco in Greenup, where many employees have retired millionaires. Starting wages at Evapco range from $16.90 per hour to $22 per hour based on skills and experience. And life insurance is free. Receive profit sharing twice a year and enjoy exceptional health benefits like medical, dental, and vision insurance, along with a prescription drug plan. Evapco is looking for assembly mechanics, welders, machine operators, and general laborers. Make the move to Evapco. Apply at jobs.evapcomw.com. Opportunity employer. Your small business deserves big coverage, and that's what Tuts Insurance and Grinnell Mutual provide. We protect your future and your peace of mind with comprehensive and customized coverages you can rely on to run your business smoothly. Keep your sights set on the future. Trust in tomorrow. Contact Dave Cuts, your local Grinnell Mutual agent at Cuts Insurance today for all your business insurance needs. Trust in tomorrow is a registered trademark of Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. 
Summer is winding down, and that means two things at Gentry Small Engine Repair. They're ready to service your outdoor equipment, like chainsaws and leaf blowers. Need repairs, parts, or something shiny and new? They can help kick off your season. Go see Gentry Small Engine to get your machines ready for fall and football season. Don't forget to have your generators spruced up and ready to roar for those tricky Illinois winters. Located on the north side of the square in Toledo, Gentry Small Engine is a very proud supporter of Cumberland Pirate football. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're part of your community and help support the programs that make our neighborhood thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call me, Curtis Walker. Or me, Lauren Holsapel-Clapp at 217-849-3011 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. The Toledo Democrat has been keeping folks up to date on all the events in and around Cumberland County since 1857. Wes and Billy Chambers promise to keep that tradition alive at the Toledo Democrat. They're thankful for the opportunity to serve Cumberland County and their work hard to bring you up to date on the news and events in the area. The Toledo Democrat, your county newspaper says, let's go Pirates! Windows, doors, siding, and anything in between. Find it all right at Scott's Building Center. Scott's can service your needs with lumber, hand power tools, plumbing, electrical supplies, paints, and stains. Plus, they offer a rental center. Scott's is the largest Milwaukee dealer in the area. Support your local teams with an Orca cooler and chaser with your team's logo. Check out scottsbuildingcenter.com and on Facebook for all their specials and store hours. Proud supporter of the Cumberland Pirates. Neal Tire and Auto Service has been serving the community for over 90 years, and they're 100% employee-owned. You entrust your vehicle to their team, and they don't take that lightly. They treat you better than family. The word tire may be in their name, but they offer much more, like diagnostics, brakes, suspensions, and alignments, just to name a few. Nothing beats a Neal deal. Visit them today at 205 East Madison Street in Toledo. Open weekdays till 5 and Saturdays till noon. They wish the best of luck to this year's Cumberland Pirates. Go Pirates! Embrace the crisp allure of autumn with coffee and creams in Toledo. Discover your perfect brew among their hot and cold brews, teas, lotus, specialty sodas, and more. Tempt your taste buds with their mouth-watering sandwiches, ice cream, pizzas, soups, salads, wraps, and even treats for the little ones. And now, say hello to their new fall trick-or-treat menu, a delicious blend of seasonal sensations designed to leave you enchanted. Coffee and creams, the perfect blend of deliciousness, only in Toledo. Welcome in the Cumberland Pirates football postgame show on 99.5-1077 WCRA. Welcome back. Cumberland gets the win here tonight. 40 to nothing over Argenta as Pirates all over the Bombers. And with that, it's their sixth win of the season to officially make them playoff eligible. Now let's take a look at our coffee and cream final stats for the game. Olsen, 8 for 12, 137 yards, three touchdowns, had seven carries for six, 66 yards as well. Spearman, one carry for six yards, four catches for 47 yards and a touchdown. McMeekin, nine carries, 109 yards, three touchdowns, one catch, 23 yards and a touchdown. It was Kaiser with six carries for 33 yards, one catch for 17 yards and a touchdown. Gerhardt had three carries for 22 yards. 
it was Farr with one carry for negative eight yards, and also Logan Aaron, two carries for eight yards. Zach Carmen, two catches for 50 yards. The Pirates, two penalties for 25 yards, no turnovers for the Pirates. For Argenta, Mahan, Mahan, nine for 21, 116 yards, and two picks, five carries for nine, negative 30 yards on the night for Mahan. Uh, Sperling had seven carries for 47 yards. It was Oros with four carries for five yards, one catch for 20 yards. Also, uh, Riley had a carry for a yard. It was C.J. Fisher, one catch for two yards. Also, uh, Chase Lode, uh, Logue, excuse me, three catches for 40 yards. And Goode with three catches for 41 yards, five penalties for 55 yards, and four turnovers for the Bombers. That's Argenta is eliminated of the Pirates. They will be playing on. So Cumberland gets the win here tonight, gets their sixth victory, and now we wait to tomorrow night. Again, 7-9 over on the starting lineup on 98-9, the game. Time to name our Gentry Small Engine Repair Defensive Player of the Game. That's the entire defensive unit. Top to bottom, the whole unit doing a great job tonight pitching the shutout. First shutout of the season for the Pirates. So Cumberland defense is our Gentry Small Engine Repair Defensive Player of the Game. As far as our country financial, Curtis Walker, Lauren Holtz have a play of the game. I think we're going to have to go to the diving end zone pick. Uh, again, I couldn't see who that was who got it. It was on the far side of the field away from my broadcast position, but it was a great diving catch in the end zone uh, that prevented a, a, a penalty, uh, prevented a, a, a touchdown for Argenta. And at the time, Cumberland was only up uh, 12 to nothing. So that would have been a big, big, big score for Argenta. And Cumberland with the interception and prevented that from happening, and the Pirates would end up pitching the shutout. So there you go. That is our country financial Curtis Walker will help have a crop play of the game. All right, let's take a look at our first neighbor bank scoreboard update here one more time here tonight as we are trying to get some of these scores final if we can. Kind of get an idea of what we're looking at. As it's Arthur all over Sullivan, 42 to 13. That game in the fourth quarter. So Arthur on their way to a conference title here in the Lincoln Prairie. So uh, Arthur, 42 to 13, all over Sullivan. That one is surprising to me. Uh, those both those teams entered tonight eight zero. Um, from what I've seen out of Sullivan, I thought they've been playing some good football. But Arthur, obviously, saying uh uh uh, not too fast. We are here to play some good football. And I was like, Arthur will be closing in on a Lincoln Prairie Conference Championship, their first conference championship in a very long time. They will end the season undefeated as well. One of those teams that could be 1 or 2A as you start talking playoffs. So uh, Arthur looking strong heading into the playoffs as they are ahead 42-13 to 13 over Sullivan here in the fourth quarter. Mount Carmel 42-20 to 20 over Lawrenceville in the fourth quarter. That means Mount Carmel closing in on a little Illini conference title. Villa Grove 52 to 12 over Tri County. Tri County had it a game with the half. It was 20 to 12 at the half. Uh, Villa Grove has exploded here in the third quarter. They lead 52 to 12. Payne 19 to 13 over Staunton. Nashville all over Shelbyville 46 to 12. So the undefeated season of the Shelbyville Rams looks like it is coming to an end here tonight. Greenville 27 to 6 over North Mac. That game at the half. Litchfield 31 to 20 over Vandalia in the fourth quarter. So the Vandals will not get to seven wins. At least it looks like at this moment. Someone who will get another win is Clinton. 
as Clinton closing in against Pontiac, 42 to 8. That moves Clinton to 6 and 3. Uh, Piasaw needed a win tonight. They are ahead against Hillsboro, 35 to 7. Um, Carlinville, 44 to 6 over Gillespie. That game is final, so Carlinville gets their sixth win. They are officially playoff eligible. Olney over Robinson, 29 to 24. That game in the fourth quarter, so a close one there. And Olney, as the only Tigers trying to get their first win of the season. Quincy over Mohammed Seymour, 21 to 19. That game in the second quarter. Last check, Mount Zion, 41 to 6 over Breeze Modern Day. That game in the fourth quarter. Mattoon ahead over Marion. Marion sitting at 4-4, four and four, needs a win. Right now they trail Mattoon, who has one win on the season, 29-20. That game in the fourth quarter. Central A&M over Illini West, 21-20. to That game in the fourth quarter. Illini West sitting at 4-4, four and four, needs a win to get playoff eligible. Casey Westfield, they are currently ahead on pairs, 28-14. That game in the third quarter. It's Effingham all over Centralia, 48-20. So the Hearts looking like they're going to get a fifth win and become playoff eligible. Arcola 49-12 over Sarah Gordon with the half. Taylorville 35-6 over Bethalto in the third quarter. It's Tuscola 60 to nothing over Oblong. That game at the half as well. As Coach Watkins joins us here on the post-game show. And, uh, Coach, just a uh, a great performance tonight out of the boys uh, in this, this final game. We talked during the week about how we needed to have the focus and, and how important of a game this was, and Cumberland came out and responded. Very, very pleased. I mean, last week at this time we talked, and it was – you know, it's just we weren't good. We weren't in a good spot. You know, mm-hmm. didn't play a really good game, and um, just love the way the kids responded this week and came out. And I think played a other than the first, you know, offensive series where we had to find kind of take our bearings to kind of see mm-hmm. what we're doing coverage wise. Once we kind of figured that out, um, we did real well defense. I thought played very, very good. Um, special teams for the most part, other than the, you know we kind of had some trouble with the extra points and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and other than that, I mean, I just thought it was we played a really well, really well. A good game in, in all phases, and just real proud of the effort, you know, with the kids' games as well. Yeah, again, uh, Olmstead, I thought, had a great night again. Eight for 12 throwing the football, 137 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, 66 yards on the ground as well. Uh, he's really starting to come into his own here at the end of the season. You know, we talked last week about teams keying in on Blake, and Blake again had a good night tonight, but uh, teams keying in on Blake and trying to find other ways to get other guys involved, and Olmstead seems like he's been stepping up here towards the end of the season. Doing a great job tonight with was phenomenal. Um, it, again, we were kind of, kind of the, the way they were coverage stuff. We were mm-hmm. able to exploit, but you know, you still got to throw the ball and you got to catch the ball. And yeah, he's playing these last two weeks really, really well. Um, and you know, we're going to have to, as we talked about, see the way defenses are going to, you know, we're going to try to take Blake away. And for him to do what he's doing gives us another weapon, and it you know makes us more difficult to defend. It feels like all season we've talked, coach, about Cumberland not beating themselves. The Pirates didn't do that tonight. No turnovers, forced four on the defensive end two penalties for 25 yards. That's it. They forced five penalties uh, for for Argenta. Uh, tell me again, just momentum carrying into next week, how important of a win was this night, especially the, the way the Pirates got the win. Yeah, it was, it was big. Like you alluded to, the, the turnover stuff. I mean, that's the way we, you know, you get that many turnovers, you know, that's a recipe for success and, and, and helps us, you know, get that win tonight. So it was good to get back on, on the winning side of things, you know, mm-hmm. and, and play the way that we're capable of playing. It was like I said, that last week that hurt. You know, the kids were, were very disappointed and, and not happy after that game, as, as the coaches were as well. So um, it was really good to get back to work this week and fix the stuff that we need to fix. And come on, we had a good, you know, pretty good week of practice, and it just kind of all came together here tonight. And coach, you know, one of the things I mentioned earlier today on the starting lineup was this Cumberland offense. I felt at times lately had kind of looked stagnant, hadn't scored more than twenty-five points. I think in two, only in two of the last six games coming out tonight and putting up 40, how much confidence does that give you in this offense heading into the postseason? 
it helps. I mean, it really does. And, yeah, we have not been really good offensively in, in some of the games we've played. And, and some of that has to do – I mean, we're, we're not very big. I mean, our mm-hmm. offensive line literally probably averages 175 or 180 pounds up front. You know, and some of these teams have been playing their kids are just bigger than our, you know, mm-hmm. us. And um, that's kind of played into it. But it felt really good to, you know, have 32 points at halftime and then get come out and get the ball, go right down the field, you know, and score and put 40 points out and get that, that running clock and, and kind of get some of the young kids some time as well. Absolutely. And uh, now it makes selection Saturday a lot less stressful, I would assume, Coach, uh, for tomorrow night. You don't have to worry about points. You still have to worry about seeding a little bit. But as far as, uh, that goes. How much of a of a weight does it take off getting the sixth win and knowing that tomorrow night you don't have to sit on pins and needles of if you're getting in or not? Yeah, it's, it's nice. It's nice to get that sixth win and guarantee that you were in. And now you know you're just waiting and you don't know you know where you're going to go. I mean, mm-hmm. by the end of the night, I don't know how many games there are tomorrow that have any impact on on where everybody's going to land. But usually, you know, at the end of the night, you kind of have a general idea. You don't mm-hmm. know for sure, but there's a lot of guys on the internet that study this stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll have stuff out there. So. Um, we'll just kind of wait, and we'll have to wait around until, you know, tomorrow at, at probably around 8 o'clock and find out, you know, where we're going. I'm, I'm pretty sure we won't get a home game at, at 6 and 3, but um, we get we get another week of football. You know, that's what I told the kids. We get bonus football, extra football. And that's another week for us to practice. That's another week for our young kids to get better, so it's an advantage, um, and it's it feels good to, to have secured that this evening. Yep, and, again, you can listen to the starting lineup playoff show on 98 and the game, 7 to 9 o'clock tomorrow night, and we will have the brackets as they are released as well. Uh, Coach, you mentioned about Saturday's game. There is one game I know I'm going to be looking at for 1A. Red Hill plays. They're sitting at 4-4 four and four right now. They're kind of right there. They take on Carlin, uh, Carlisle, who's also 4-4. Four and four, So that's a big game taking place tomorrow. So we'll keep our eye on that and, as well. But, Coach, go enjoy this tonight. Go enjoy the playoff show tomorrow, not, not having that stress um, of, of making it. And congratulations on the win. I will definitely do that. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate it. Coach Watkins joins us here on the postgame show, and that'll wrap things up for us here from Cumberland as the Pirates will play again next week. We'll find out more tomorrow as far as where and who the Pirates will be playing. For Will back at the studio and Coach joining me here on the postgame show, this is Eric Fry saying we will talk to you next week when the Pirates are in playoff action. Until then, have a great and a safe rest of your weekend. The Toledo Democrat has been keeping folks up to date on all the events in and around Cumberland County since 1857. Wes and Billy Chambers promised to